This podcast is sponsored by JList.com. On JList.com, from now until the end of the holiday season, you can get $10 off your order of $50 or more if you use the promo code WELOVEAAA2015. Use it on all of your figures, plushies, and more for this year's holiday shopping. Again, on JList.com, don't forget to use the promo code WELOVEAAA2015. Happy holidays. Are you accusing me of being a bourgeois girl? Yes, because I am. Because I will use all 28 of my Twitter aliases to freaking to freaking <laughs> overload to this. I will break the internet to make sure Pumpkin you're gonna, wins this poll. You're going to unrain you're going to unra- you're going to rain an ungodly firestorm upon me? Absolutely. You know, the, the the PSL pain that I will rain upon you. Scorched earth? Yeah, absolutely. Ciao, minasan. Anime Addicts Anonymous no live broadcast o kiite itadakimasu. You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. Anime Addicts, this is Chiaki, and this is the 300th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast. Oh, yeah. I am joined today by my co-host and an original founder, Mitsugi. What's up, people? So glad to be here. Feeling so energized. Never thought we'd get to 300, but here it is. We're like the Spartans. We are. This this is AAA Podcast. Um, And we also have... Felix with us. I'm so honored to be here, guys, for your 300th. I didn't even know that was what it was going to be until I saw the tweet earlier today. <laughs> so I'm I'm absolutely thrilled and honored and, and happy that I've been a part of the show for as long as I have been. Well, I was, are... was going to say, it's kind of fitting because we met you through podcasting. That's like, correct. Like, we Aww. wouldn't have even been friends if it wasn't for the show. That's so sweet. Which I feel like is the same with Kazuo, too. But Kazuo oh, will yeah. get here hopefully later. He's yeah. stuck in traffic. Kazuo, yeah. Kazuo was swallowed up in the madness of trying to drive past the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Stadium after after a win over the Dallas Cowboys, so they're probably setting cars on fire. Just kidding. The Bucks actually won? Yeah. They certainly what? did. They in know the how last to do minute. that? Uh, because, yeah, they... Well, the Cowboys are very good at losing games in the yeah. last minute. Oh, yeah, they, they suck. They've oh. lost the last, like, four in the last two minutes or less. So uh, they did it again this week. By by the way, three hundred episodes means that we're like we're like a grandpa aged podcast. Like <laughs> we're like beyond grandpa. They like dug the grandpa up, slapped, put him in the podcast <laughs> oh chair, all God. slumped over, and slapped him on the ass. That's that, us. That got really morbid. So if you want more morbid shit, apparently you can find us at aaapodcast.com, iTunes. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, at AAA Podcast. There's also at AAA Kazuo for Kazuo, at Elise Kova for me, and at Clueless underscore Critic for Felix and all of his awesome movie reviews that help me pretend like I know what's going on in the movie world. That's <laughs> what I do. I'm like, I'm like I really want to see this movie, but I don't have the time. I guess I'll just read Felix's review. Um, Not that I give away spoilers. I no, don't no, give away don't. spoilers. You don't. Yeah. But it gives me that satisfaction of, of reading it and being like, oh, I feel like I got the important parts of, of the essence of this film. YouTube. Oh, 
we're we're not really on YouTube. Ustream.com forward slash channel forward slash animax addicts dash anonymous dash podcast. But if you can remember aaapodcast.com, you can find links to all of those stuff, including our Patreon. Woohoo! Patreon. And uh P- and P right AA in the chat says that we are now Master Roshi Age as a podcast. Woo! Yeah, I'd say that's yeah, that's accurate. I think so. I like it. And we're buff like Roshi. Don't yeah. even don't even think for a minute that we're not. We are totally buff Roshi. So don't forget, we have a Patreon, and if you want to support us, you can get awesome stuff like our weekly, bi-weekly after parties, unedited episodes, early release of the podcast, ringtones, panels, hentai episodes, and a whole lot more. So that yeah. exists. Yeah, you could literally have this as your as your ringtone. Where did my panties go? You could. Wow. You could have that wow. every time someone calls you. That's you could- special. Just be sure your significant other is aware of where it comes from. Okay, <laughs> we don't want to be responsible for the deaths of any relationships. Yeah, we we accept no responsibility if you do not use our ringtones responsibly. And from now until the end of the year, if you go to jlist.com, you can get ten dollars off any purchase of fifty dollars or more using the promo code We Love AAA twenty fifteen. So. Literally, you could go on there and buy five mangas and get one of them for free. It's just that easy. Yeah, or you could buy, uh, they also have those grab bags on there. You could get a grab bag and get $10 off of it and get a whole bunch of anime stuff out of it and keep like the, your favorite two items and then give all the rest of it away as Christmas presents. Yep. That's just smart and that economical. Is, you're practically losing money yeah. if you don't use the promo I agree. code. We love AAA2015 is the promo code, so... I definitely, uh, I def- I'll probably be using that, actually. Yeah. I think so. Christmas shopping. Yeah. On this episode, we are going to have a super special main topic for the 300th episode. And then we're going to give impressions on Kido Senshi Gundam, Teiketsu no Orphans, Gakusentoshi Asterix, K, Return of Kings, and Kindaichi Shoten no Jikenbo Season 2. So That's a have, mouthful right there. Yeah, we have some some last of our impressions. This is the last impression episode, I believe. All right, so I got to give some props to somebody. We we have, we every year we have a we have a podcast fantasy football league. Um, pretty much everybody knows this, and this year, actually, most years we have a, we have someone in the league. His name is uh, I'll call him Manny because that's kind of his that would be his nickname, I guess. And he wanted to make a bet with me on on the for the podcast, and I we we made a wager heads up against each other in fantasy football, and I agreed that if he beat me, that I would let him come on the podcast, and he would help us review one of the seasons of Kuroko no Basuke. But if uh, if I beat him, he had to go out and buy me three do- three bottles of Rob Gronkowski hot sauce. So here, can you please pass this over to Chiaki, uh, Felix? Thank you, and. Um, just hold this down in front of the camera. Here it comes. And there it is. Look at those flaming biceps. Three bottles of Rob Gronkowski hot sauce. And um, I just wanted to give him props because it's very refreshing to have someone make a bet, especially over the internet, and then man up. So props for manning up. I, I props love, for manning up, Manny. I love that Rob Gronkowski has his own hot sauce with flaming biceps. Yeah, oh yeah, there's fire coming out of his biceps. That's, yeah. That is amazing. And I'm going to take this one to the head just for you while Chiaki continues the show. Oh, wow. Look at Mitsugi being a badass. Um, okay, trivia. Congratul- uh, the answer to this week's trivia was Karuko Kamio from Air. 
And those who got it correct were Nelly, 1876, Chibi Rob, Fish Food, 34, James the Reviewer, Astrophysics. And the winner was Astrophysics. Wow, congratulations. That was some spicy hot sauce. Delicious. Did it did it taste like the flames that come off of Rob Gronkowski's biceps? Um, perhaps. Maybe that hot? Perhaps. Perhaps. Our current theme is still anime drunkards. We also have an intro trivia question that is just a for fun play along in case you can find out if you know the answer. This one's a little challenging. In the anime speed grapher, Tatsumi, the main character, claims what as his primary profession? Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's kind of a challenging uh a challenging trivia question that you probably couldn't possibly know unless you've seen the anime Speed Grapher, so, which is a really, really adult and violent and sexual anime. So that's, that's one of those that you can't watch with your grandparents around, for sure. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 M-m-m-mailbag. Thank you for not leaving me completely hanging on the mailbag dance, Felix. I, I would never, never. For, for that, I, I would love it if you would read the first mailbag. Hmm. Oh, but just a quick note. If you want to send us a mailbag, go to aaapodcast.com and click on the tab called mailbag. Thank you for giving me the, uh, the mailbag with the name that's pronounceable. Um, <laughs> this is uh, from the Creepster. I'm looking forward to reading this. I'm wondering if you guys have done reviews on the following shows. If not, are you planning on in the future? If possible, may you give a brief opinion on it in a sentence or two. Baki the Grappler. Basil- I haven't seen it. Basilesque. Uh, not so good. Blue Drop. I uh, haven't seen it. Le Chevalier d'Eon. Have you seen that, Chiaki? Le Chevalier d'Eon, yes. Is, all right, so is it good? Uh, So-so. So-so, okay. Rumbling Hearts, that sounds like heartburn. Haven't seen it, but I think that my thoughts have on it that it's kind of not good. Allison and Lilia? I uh, have no idea what that is. Uh, nope. Skullman? Never heard of it. Hellgirl? <sighs> but Skullman and Hellgirl would make a great Marvel comic. Yes, yeah, it, it does sound like a, yeah, like, like, a, yeah, like a Marvel or, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that one. Um, I don't know about Hellgirl, but I've, I think I've heard some good and bad things on it, but I haven't seen that. Sounds like a pair of the West Coast Avengers for you, uh, Western comic book readers, Flatman and Squirrel Girl. But anyway, um, and the last one, Dream Eater Mary. I reviewed You Make Kui Mary on the show. I'll leave it up to Astrophysics to figure out what episode. But I want to say I gave it like a three, three and a half. I want to say. you, But I did, I did review it. So if you can't find it under Dream Eater Mary on the site, it's probably under the Japanese title, which is You Make Kui Mary. So I just looked up Hell Girl. Uh, which is Jigoku Shoujo, makes sense. And it has an eight, it has a 7.8 on my anime list. So I know it's not our opinion, but I haven't seen that. But 7.8 is a pretty a reasonably strong score. So granted, I don't know much about it. You know, every time I hear Jigoku, I just think of Jigoku, Jigoku, Suteki na Jigoku. Oh, uh, yeah. Jigoku. Boy, that show blew up Japan in a good way. That show was so good. It was so yeah. funny. Um, uh, Hell Girl is a horror anime that is rated R, so go for it. I'm all in. It's rated R. It's horror. I'm, it's anime. It's that's a rare find. Okay. Next question, Mitsugi, go for it. Um, good afternoon. This is from Shizuo. Shizu- uh, Yotaro Vegeta. Oh, did I skip one? Yeah, you did. I'm sorry. That's yeah. Yotaro Vegeta writes. 
Video game question. Have any of you played Triple Triad? It's the mini game from Final Fantasy VIII made into its own free game. It's on iOS and I think Android. So first of all, have either of you played Final Fantasy VIII? A little. Okay. No. Okay, so do you, you so Chucky, you know you know what Triple Triad is, right? Yeah, I do. Okay, so so how did you feel about Triple Triad from the Final Fantasy VIII game? It's a pretty cool mini game. I mean that's the game where you collect the cards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um it's it's I enjoyed it. I thought it was solid. I actually downloaded the uh, this app that you're talking about on my phone because it is free, and I was playing around with it last night, and I really enjoy the game of Triple Triad because it has a little bit of strategy, and it's just a fun card game with all the Final Fantasy monsters and stuff on the cards, so I enjoy that aspect of it, but unfortunately, the actual app is kind of a piece of crap. It uh, It's, it's ridiculously buggy for something that's actually per, um, downloadable on the App Store, and uh, it, generally speaking, functions like crap. So for the game Triple Triad, I'd give it like a 7 out of 10 on, on, its, addict, on its addictiveness and its fun level. But I'd give that app like a 2 out of 10. It's, it's really bad. Just, I, I don't know. If you want to play Triple Triad, just go play it out of Final Fantasy VIII. So that's my brutally honest opinion. Okay. All right. That's all I got. Well, that's all you need to give. So our next question comes from Shizuo. And Shizuo writes... Good afternoon, my lovely hosts. Yesterday, I went into the kitchen to make a sandwich. The bread was moldy in some places, and it reminded me of some recent anime I had watched. Have you noticed there was a lot less moldy bread 10 years ago? Is that actually true? Isn't that the point you're making all the time, that because they make so much anime and most of it's crap these days, as opposed to 10 years ago, the the sheer volume of, uh, of, of titles is much higher now, which gives much more of a preponderance for crap. Well, am, am I missing something out of the question? Because I thought she's literally asking if bread is more moldy now. No, I think th- that's a metaphor. Okay. Yeah, it's, yes. Okay. I'm moldy bread too... equals symbolic of poor Stale anime. anime. All right, yes. all right, all right. I'm taking it too literally. Okay, keep going. My question to you is, where do you think anime will be in the next 10 years? Are you noticing any new good qualities arising from recent anime? Do you see a change in structure? Can you even imagine the direction it's going? Braveheart theme plays... Do you have hope? Um, I honestly they have... They may take our lives, but they cannot take... Our Wow. You knew where I was going. <laughs> you, you, you said what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, um, honestly, the predicting the anime market is... I mean, who can do that? Not me. Is it still lucrative? Is it is the business model still sound? It's sound in Japan. Then there will be more, oh, and they will gonna... keep making more. As we can say that, at least in ten years, there will still be a genre, and they will still be mass producing the stuff as long as it's still profitable. It's not... I'm gonna I'm gonna own up to an actual speculation. Uh oh. I think we will see anime become far more global in the way it is presented and in the stories that it tells and the type of format that it gets. And the reason why I think that is because we have things like Warner Brothers, Universal, and Netflix now helping keep animation studios afloat and funding new anime. And as the money is coming from different sources, they're going to have to change the way that they do things, because I wouldn't be shocked if Warner Brothers says, hey, yeah, that's great that it works for Japan, but we also want something that we can distribute in America, too, and it's going to work just as well. So for, because of that and because of the fact that I feel like anime is spreading throughout Asia, especially because jobs are being outsourced throughout Asia, 
I my speculation is that we are going to see a shift in anime based off of those things that are happening now where anime is made with that for, with a more global perspective in mind. Now what that looks like, I don't know, well, but that's my theory. Do you see it going entirely digital and no longer being made for broadcast television over there? Well, honestly, I mean, I kind of wonder about that prediction because anime has sort of been shifting away from what you just said. I mean, the entire anime industry in the West, especially the United States, is crumbling on a yearly basis. But what industry are we talking about in the West? Just voice acting or distribution? Well, I would be... I'm, I'm, because the, the, I'm the, speaking about... Content isn't made here. I know. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about the general market of anime-related goods and products. Yeah, but that's that's because I, I, feel like, I feel like it's a cyclical thing where you have anime building up in the late 80s and into the 90s. You have all of the, the 90s bubble of anime that everyone knows existed and all of the dubbing houses that came out of that. Then you have the collapse of that in the mid to late 2000s where now we're starting on the tail end of that where studios are closing and they're struggling struggling to keep afloat and I feel like we're about to come back around where these larger studios are saying hey why don't we get in on this why don't we do this why don't we uh participate because you have things like Avatar and Korra Legend of Korra that are like proof of concept I feel like for the fact that this medium can get a wide mainstream audience here Arslan too Arslan you know Universal Studios money went into that series the demand here in the west is still prevalent, but they have to be careful about how much money you put into distribution, how much money you put into brick and mortar operations here in the West to keep that going. If you can do it minimally, you know, like if it's just digital sources distributing the material, then maybe it's a sustainable model. I think, I think we'll see, I think we'll see. Everything go the way of Hulu and Netflix. Yeah, so so all right, and Crunchyroll. So, so my prediction is that you're going to see the anime industry in countries outside of Japan continue to recede and probably take the form of mostly online streaming services like Hulu and Crunchyroll, with with not a whole lot else. I mean, you're you're always going to have people that purchase goods from 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 wonderful websites like JList you know, to get their anime stuff in America. But people are already doing that because there's really no, there really aren't any other places to get that stuff other than, other than anime conventions. And you're probably going to see the anime, anime market, I think, oh, and, and, it, and its overall prevalence of, it, of, its over, of its totality and its existence not change a whole lot in Japan. But you will see the types of content change. So you're going to see something, something, some trend will occur in the next 10 years in anime, whether it's some more sci-fi shows or whatever, something is going to change, but I'm not capable of predicting the change in content. But I think that the whole world is going to shift to a more digital format. I mean, that that is that is difficult to, to deny. Even in countries like China that aren't quite as developed, you're still going to... I think you're still well, you primarily going to have that happen. No, I think, I think it'll happen faster in those countries because you have the whole... Uh, I, I'm forgetting if it's a sociology term or whatever, but of, of leapfrog technologies where you have things like 
in in America, for example, we went from no telephones to landlines to cell phones. But in other countries, it doesn't make sense to put in the land the landlines. They're leapfrogging directly to the cell phones, the mobile phones, because they don't want to build that infrastructure. Yeah, but in some countries, China may not be the best example because China is this this strange dualism of modernized, you know, modernized first world and then like you know third world or even fourth world in the in parts of eastern China. But in some countries, like that's that's a bad example. So let me say like, oh, Indonesia or something. They don't have, not all these countries have the infrastructure set up to, to stream anime like off of a service like Crunchyroll. I, I agree so, with that. But I think that infrastructure while. is going to get built quickly for other necessities to because they need that infrastructure for other things. And that's going to get built before companies are going to go out of their way to make, to set up distribution channels for anime it's, figures and DVDs. It, it's going to get built. But the question said 10 years. And I think a country like the Philippines is way has a lot more than ten years ago before they catch up to being to streaming HD video. It depends you on where so? you're talking about. I mean, my my mother's home village uh, in in nineteen in nineteen seventy eight. My mother's home village. The one time I was there, there were no telephone poles anywhere. There were no. I mean, electricity. It was it was there, but it wasn't in every house. Uh, it, that was as third world as it gets. Now, just five or six years ago, my mother went back and she said everybody had a cell phone in hand. There were cell phone towers everywhere. There are so many islands in the Philippines and some of it like like the way you described China. There are parts of it that are modern and fully industrialized. And then there are other parts that are um, that are still native controlled. And those are the where... Uh, Islamic uh, jihadists and and extremists make their bases and their training grounds. Uh, I mean, you're talking about an island chain, 180 islands in that chain. In Indonesia? Uh, no, I'm talking about the Philippines. Um, really, it has 180 islands? I at at the very least, it may be even over 200. Okay, um, well, it's a lot. But the point is, is that the, again, it's it's an area of the world where there's such a wide range. Now, there are parts of the Philippines. Where Manila is, you know, where some of the other more developed cities are in the north, especially, that uh, that are capable of sustaining this. Um, and then there are the other, just like anywhere else. Um, I think it's I think it's too much of a gross exaggeration and um, kind of a um, a gross generalization to say that some of these that certain some of these countries. Um, are are just not going to be able to have it at all. Well, in ten years, I uh, well, the move the world is moving so fast. Technology is moving so fast. It's it's staggering to it's, behold. It, it it's case by case for sure. But you know, if I had the answer to these questions of on, on which countries would and wouldn't have this in ten years, I could make some investment and be a millionaire. But well, you have to think about where where and all that. where the potential for raw labor is. You think about it, you know, where's the, where's the potential for cheap labor? Because that's where industrialized nations, if they have the opportunity, are going to build factories and build infrastructure to to be able to extend their ambitions and their reach in the world. Um, and that's where you're going to see the growth of, as, as a byproduct, you're going to see the growth of uh, commodities and the growth of luxury items, such as entertainment, make, such as anime. I'll make you a deal. On our 800th episode, <laughs> we'll come back to this question and we'll and, and we'll find out you know which of these countries are streaming anime. anime. How about that? 
I love it. Okay, so this next mailbag is intensely long, and I left it in there for some reason, so I'm going to read it. Cyberspace Cowboy. Uh, and I'm, I, I guess I left this in here because I thought it was kind of an, a, fun, a fun mailbag. So first of all, I want to thank you guys for this show. It is seriously awesome. I originally started listening to anime podcasts to keep me from falling asleep and about wrecking my car during my hour-long commute to work. I am still in danger of wrecking my car, but now it's because you guys are making me laugh too hard. Keep it up, and I may be sending you guys an insurance claim. Anywho, I've been watching Gakko Gudashi, a.k.a. School Live, as per your impression review. Safe to say I love this show. The Moe Slice of Life elements adds a contrast effect that makes the show's true premise about surviving the zombie apocalypse that much darker. I got my friend to watch the first episode with me, conveniently forgetting to add the part about the zombies, which even having been forewarned about the reveal at the end of episode one still hit me like a 9mm hollow point to the Kokoro. I know you guys have discussed the Jap- how the Japanese react to major disasters and how the collective nature of their society helps to keep public order even during crisis- times of crisis such as the Fukushima incident a few years back. However, were Japan to suffer a disaster on a cataclysmic scale, one that would basically cripple and destroy the entire framework of their government and social system, such as a zombie apocalypse, how well do you think individuals or small groups of survivors, such as girls, such as the girls from Gakko Gurashi, would fare since they have no societal structure to rely on? I'll stop it. I'll stop it there. You know, I I think the thing is though is that I I understand what you're saying, cyberspace cowboy, but I feel like you are interpreting that. Japanese society is the way it is and Japanese people act the way they do because there are people there saying these are the rules and if there aren't people there saying these are the rules then it would then it would slip into anarchy and I I mean I'm sure there would be some of that to say there would be a society with absolutely zero anarchy anywhere and it uh, in an unfathomable crisis like the zombie apocalypse if we're you know living in this land um to, to say that it wouldn't happen I think would be a little foolish but at the same time i don't uh, japanese people act the way they do because that's the way they're raised that's the way their Mm. culture is that's they don't need someone telling them you know oh don't rush the store because everyone else is trying to get the same supplies to prepare for this natural disaster or to live through it in the aftermath they do it because that's what they do do it's in their blood it's in their soul no i mean it's it's like one of those things where they that's what they've been raised to do and they don't think about doing anything differently and and in all the stories that i heard in the aftermath of the great tohoku earthquake wait tohoku um did i am i mixing up earthquakes uh, sorry i think it was sendai wasn't it? sendai yeah i don't know tohoku might have been down south and either way the great 2011 earthquake um in, in the aftermath of that, there wasn't looting. There wasn't rioting a- anywhere. Like, it wasn't... It was Tohoku. It was, it was Tohoku. Good job. Um, and, and it wasn't because there was a police force or because there was a military there or because the government said, hey, please don't loot the stores. They just didn't. They, they literally just didn't. So I don't think... I don't think that you would see much of a difference no matter the sc- like even if the whole government collapsed i'm not even really sure that japanese people w- would be better off than than any than people from any, from any other country i mean japan japan they tend to follow what the what the government says tells them to do like they 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 listen to the guidance of the government yeah. and they do what and they do what the government says and that works out for them a lot because the government if if if, if everybody can be made to follow a directive 
you can make a lot of progress in times of crisis. Helps to limit the chaos, you know, that breaks out. Like in America, all we do is loot and burn things. But, but like, but I mean, just think about just think about Hurricane Katrina, how much looting there was. But if there's no government, and if the government collapses from some cataclysmic event, like the question asked, you have no one there to provide the directive. So. That, what do they do? That could be that could be a problem, but I don't I don't think people I don't think it would dissolve into like anarchy or anything. Like I feel like people would still try to figure things out on their own, um, and and still act the way they would. They just might not have the same direction than if a government was like a we need everyone to wash their hands at four p.m. You know when they get home because. When I lived in Japan the first time, that was a directive from yeah. the government, oh, and yeah. everyone washed their hands as soon as they got home. Like I remember that. So would you say that maybe the desperation or the fear or the panic that might set in quicker in a, in a society or in a culture such as ours here in the West would be slower to set in over there in the absence of a governmental structure, of a, of a rigid governmental uh, presence? Would you say that? Um, yes, I would. I would say so. You know, I actually because I... here, you know, as, as soon as government breaks down here in the West, I mean, oh my God, you know, go, r- rush the soda machines, r- rush yeah. the snack machines, take what take what you can for free. I don't think that would happen. Yeah, at it, all. Until people started getting desperate. Until right. it, it it looked like the order was not coming anytime soon, and people are starting to starve. See, I don't. It, it, it would. Even then, I think it would be a push for a lot of it, it would it would be in like the final hours that I think we would see that. If, uh, if the world was to have some zombie apocalypse and then it didn't start in Japan, Japan could this is what would happen, right? Japan would close its borders because it's an yeah. island, yeah. And you would have and they've done that before yeah. in history. And yes, J- Japan would be like the last place on earth that would have us that would have zombies, just like they don't have rabies, but we as as people may or may not know Japan has the lowest self-sufficiency rating in the world of any developed nation on food yeah they, impo- they have to import everything they import like 82% of their food so if there's no one to import if there's no one to export food to them what happens to Japan they just I mean maybe they'd they, find a way to grow like for citrus fruits and stuff but I don't know hydroponics they, something uh, they don't have much land for that kind of crap and, and, the, and the soil is all volcanic and sulfur filled they don't just as just as a final thought um, for anyone who's read the book World War Z, I actually had a, a long discussion. Not the movie, the book. <laughs> yes, um, the Max Brooks novel, yes. Yeah. Um, I had a discussion with Cram's wife, for those of you who've been listening to the, the show long enough to remember Cram. Um, I had a discussion in Japan once with Cram's wife about how we we thought that Japan was depicted fairly accurately to how we thought they would <laughs> handle the zombie apocalypse and, and how they would fare in that book and how... It, at the onset, they would be way better than everybody else because of their rigid society and structure and things like that. But as things began to devolve and as when, when those borders were finally torn down, things would start to, to get lost. And um, the other thing in the book, I, I think, was that they didn't have any guns. And as that's just foolish. Chaos started to onset of zombie. Oh no! Please, it. please, uh, please don't me... don't say they'll be better off if more people are carrying guns. Okay, oh, no, no. because because I... the next person who says that, I swear to God, I'm going to oh, hit God. them with no, something. No, no. I don't right, actually me... think that. I'm just saying. No, 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 no but I guess from, from the perspective of the book, that yeah. was. Th- let me let me classify that because but you didn't say it. This one over <laughs> here. You know. All 
All right, let, all right, let me let me finish reading the the last bit of this mailbag because we got an invitation. Anyways, just a talking point I thought I would bring up. Thank you all for hosting this great show and making my anime addiction worse. And just so you know, if you guys ever need a place to go when shit hits the fan, my friends and I here in Wyoming have everything set up. Supplies, weapons, and ammo, renewable resources, the works. If you can find your way up here without being infected, you're welcome to join our group. And if you do get bit on the way, we'll give you a swift and honorable death and a proper funeral. Cheers from the Wild West. Wow. Well, I'm going to take you up on that. As it's long as you not, have a PlayStation and a generator, I'm good. I was going to say, it's not every day that you get invited to somebody's self-sufficient zombie colony. Or, well, zombie Zombie haven, yes. Colony. All right. Um, who wants to read the last mailbag? I'll read the last one. Do it. Walking in Japan writes, hey, AAA mailbag. I never got my license, so I never got to drive and have been forced to use public transportation and my legs most of my life. Be that as it may, I really do love to walk, take my time, and and take in my surroundings. I really do love to see the streets in Japan depicted in manga as uh, some buildings with multiple stories filled with stores and neon signs or the calm and quiet suburban streets and neighborhoods. I'd just like to know your favorite place to walk and chill in Japan. Thanks for the wonderful show. I'm going to answer this while Chiaki goes and let's get let's Kazuo into my house. Okay. Because he's sitting outside waiting. So um, there is a small town... The small town where I lived in Japan, uh, which is called Fujishiro, would be would be high on my list. Honestly, there's it's so peaceful and clean and quiet, and there's nice weather, and it's just this serene setting. I mean, there's walking paths next to the river that's really similar similar to what you'd see in an anime where you have like kids sitting on the hillside, leaning up against the uh, the grass that you know leads down into a river. There's, it's just a nice, peaceful place to walk around, and there's no one screaming, there's no traffic, there's no noise. At night, you can see the stars. It's really yeah, a nice place. Yeah, is great. And uh, Nagano is a really nice place, especially when it's snowing. <laughs> uh, walking around in, in the snow in Nagano is, uh, was, is, a pretty, is a very pleasant memory for me, and I would like to do that again. I'd have to say um, Miyajima, which is a small island off of Hiroshima. It's a, a magical place. Or Fushimianari in Kyoto. Um, well, just outside of Kyoto. Another really magical place. But if not those... Yeah, I'd have to go with Mitsugi and say a place like Fujishiro or just somewhere... It's somewhere rural. Somewhere that you walk through and it, it feels like a quiet little neighborhood and, and whatnot. So lots of good places to walk in Japan. All right, well, we are going to take an anime news break. And when we come back, we are going to have our super secret surprise 300th episode topic. What's it going to be? Who knows? What could it be? And then we'll have impressions on our last four anime. All right. So don't go anywhere. This is Chiaki, and this is your anime news break. First up, it sounds like the plot of an anime about meats, but this is real life. Katakawa, which is a Japanese corporation that owns a lot of different companies involved in publishing film and video games, such as Katakawa Shoten, ASCII Media Works, and Spike Chunsoft, 
will be setting up an online correspondence high school to teach students interested in the entertainment field. Now, what does an online correspondence high school mean? Well, it means that it's a high school that all of the correspondence is done online. It's going to be called N High School, standing for NET or Nakama, close friend. And according to the Kawakata president, Nobuo Kawakami, there is no daily schedule or location. According to students, they can adjust their day to fit their studying needs and will be able to study programming, writing, principles of entertainment, creative arts, farming, fishing, traditional handicrafts and trades from Japan's rural municipalities, which is, seems really random, as well as traditional subjects such as math, Japanese, science, English, etc. Now, I think this is an incredibly interesting concept and one that we might start to see more of as we continue forward in our digital age. However, something that I think is incredibly Japanese about it is the fact that for an online school that has no real physical location that students attend more than five days a year, they still have school uniforms. In other news, for those of you who are eating up the anime One Punch Man, the official Twitter account for the anime has revealed the titles of six OVAs that will be bundled with the anime's home video release in Japan. You can, of course, find those titles online. The original manga creator, One, will be writing the original story for all six OVAs, so you can trust that they're going to be in line with the characters and story and world. In other news, if you're a Space Brothers fan, you might scream, it's about time. I know I did when I heard this. Pre-orders are currently being accepted on premium Bandai for Hibito and Muta figures from the anime Space Brothers. Yes, it is about time they got figures. Each figure is retailing for a reasonable 4,104 yen, which is just over 33 US dollars. They have an estimated ship date of March 2016. And finally, if you've listened to the podcast before, you definitely know that Akihabara is the center of all things anime for Japan. Well, Akihabara has another name, the Electric City, and many people will flock to it for their electric goods and sparkling arcades. Arcading game company Taito now wants to be able to make sure that visitors who even pass through the train station will get a taste of this Akihabara culture. They want to put a mini arcade right in the station. Now, what's most interesting to me about this is that Taito is using it as a way to promote the fact that their games are accepting electronic forms of payment in a culture that is notorious for being a cash-based society. This is Shiaki, and this was your Anime News Break. Don't go anywhere because we'll be back to the show soon. Kazuo, what's that? Oh, this? I have no clue. Huh? How do you not know? I haven't opened it yet. Okay, I'm sorry. My blonde must be showing, but how do you order something online and not know what's coming in the box? Magic. No, really, it's a grab bag from JList.com. A grab bag? Oh, I get it. Like in Japan, around New Year's, they have hukubukuro at all of the department stores. You don't know what's in it, but what you always get is worth more than what you pay. Exactly. I've seen stuff like this at conventions, too. And JList.com has them? Of course. They have a deluxe version for 120 bucks and a regular for 60 Or, since I heard from Mitsugi that you were playing some... Uh, Hentai games. Ugh, Mitsugi. It's cool. I'm just saying they also have a $60 adult grab bag. Okay, well, I think I may go to JList.com and pre-order my lucky bag now. Oh, really? And which one might that be, young lady? <laughs> that is none of your business. 
Hi, this is Tiffany Grant. Remember me? Asuka, Asuka Langley saw you. Anyway, I'm a total anime addict, and if you're not listening to Anime Addicts Anonymous, what are you, stupid? We are back to the 300th episode of the Anime Addicts Woo! Anonymous podcast, yeah. making your anime addiction worse for 300 episodes. Yep. What? What? That's like what? six years. It is. It's a long ass time. And so uh, a wild co- a wild Kazuo appeared. What? Where? Oh, that's me. I choose you. Just sort of wandered in here. Hey you know? guys, how's it going? You so made good to it. Be here. Hey. Sorry, sorry for being so late. I was stuck in traffic for it about an hour works. and a half. It's that all was good, good fun. So we have a five-star review submitted by Co the Third. Who wants to give it a read? I well, think we should punish punish Kazuo by making him read it. Okay. Go ahead, Kazuo. Really, sure. so what, I can what? check his microphone. Okay, let's see here. So Co the Third writes: I started listening to the show a few months ago, and I enjoyed the opinions as well as the hilarity you guys brought to the table. Since then, I've been hooked. You guys probably hear this all the time, but it needs to be said again. Keep up the good work and stay strong. Also. Make sure you guys aren't driving yourselves too crazy. I'd understand if you guys need to take a break for a couple weeks to recharge your batteries. Break. Uh, I, I was going to say, I feel like we just took the longest break that we well, ever have taken. We, we did, but this mailbag probably came in in like August, so... Fair enough. Because we're so behind. Well, it's not a mailbag, it's a review, but... Time, you know, there's, there's, there'll be time enough to not podcast when y'all are dead. Yeah, right. when I'm dead, I won't podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, come on. There you go. So I, I had this crazy idea. So it's it's a 300th episode, right? Yeah, and we wanted, you know, I, I imagine there's a lot of people thinking, you know, what are they going to do for their 300th episode? Yep. Is it going to be highlight reel of like the best of the AAA podcast over the past 300 episodes? Or are we going to talk about our favorite anime? Or Oh, man, they're definitely going to talk about the history of the podcast. Totally. And, and they're going to have live callers that are going to heap praise on how awesome they are. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we're not doing. Seems like <laughs> a normal thing to do on a podcast, on a 300th podcast episode. So you know what we're doing instead? You know what you, you know what you know what we're going to give you? Muffins. Muffins. <laughs> muffins. That's it. That's why you're getting our muffins. Yeah. We are going to have We the, are so not kidding you guys. We are going to have a single round elimination muffin tournament on Twitter. And we are and then we're going to make muffins. Yep. We're going to make muffin tournament. Yeah. Well, How, okay. We, well, you know the Twitter Twitter now has their uh their new poll function. And oh, I am merely right. going to take I'm going to create these polls, and people are going to decide on Twitter which muffin is the ultimate muffin. Speaking of functions, this Ustream app on the phone has is terrible. <laughs> it really <laughs> I'm is. I'm trying to jump in here to chat with the audience. It, no. Just know that I see what you're saying, and I love you all. <laughs> well. There is no. There is no There is no Ustream <laughs> on mobile devices, no. Okay. So, um, and I think we should talk about our favorite muffins. And, I mean, we're going to make muffins right now. So why don't see, we just do it? See, they... And we're not going to talk about muffin top, okay? Because that, that was my question walking in. Did I need to bring muffins? Or is the muffin top that I sport on a daily basis, is that good enough So we're going, we're going it is to not. make... We're going to make Duncan Hines Simple Mornings Real Ingredients Nothing Artificial Blueberry Streusel with Crumb Topping Muffins. That is That is what we're making today, you guys. All right, so I just put the poll up on Twitter. It is the first the first muffin tournament is blueberry muffins versus corn muffins. 
and Ooh. it's going to be the first to five votes. Blueberry is definitely going to win that. Well, you never know. They're not seated, okay? It's not I that mean, official. I like this. Is, this is in a vacuum, though. This has this has with no other food as a part of it. You know, like corn muffins, it just depends on what you're serving it with, as opposed to a blueberry muffin. Well, you could. Oh my God, the batter smells like blueberries. It could be. It could be butter. Because do you want right. to I mean, sprinkle this in there, Kazuo, while the, I stir? Like the whole okay. thing. Okay. Well, yeah, 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 you don't oh, use wait, a portion of it. Pause, pause, pause. Yes. I gotta, I gotta add the eggs first. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, I, yep. I've never made muffins there. before. So what? never? No, of course not. Come on. What do I look like? You do kind of look like Mario the Baker. Mario? <laughs> I mean, a little bit, you know. I, I not the I, Mario the Plumber. Yeah, I don't know the Mario the Baker. I know you, Mario you know those, the Plumber. You know, have you seen those Italian restaurants? Yeah, I mean. Mario the Baker. I guess, yeah. You look a lot like that, dude. Okay, that makes sense. Interesting. That. That'd be baking pizzas. That wouldn't be baking That's true. muffins. Yeah. My bad. That was totally apropos of nothing. It's all right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm completely discombobulated here. Yeah, why? But but I will say I feel like when it comes to muffins and muffin baking, I may finally be on the same page with you guys. Maybe it's maybe a level playing field as opposed to when we talk anime. Yeah. And I'm the least informed person in the room. But this, where we're all, you know, we're. So, I should have made banana nut muffins. Well, oh, I hell made yeah. really good Ooh. banana so, uh, muffins. Hell yeah! So, I, this uh, was bad planning on my part. So, so Felix, what is your favorite type of muffin? Well, um, I'm a seasonal muffin kind of guy. Okay. Um, okay, Kazo, are you ready? And oh, okay. start, start sprinkling that in here. And and anyone who follows me on Twitter on uh, Clueless underscore Critic. If you follow me, you've seen the hashtag pumpkin all the things. Yeah. Um, And so right now, 7-Eleven has a delightful pumpkin cream cheese stuffed muffin. That is absolutely uh, the shizzle. The shizzle my nizzle. It it really is the the cream in my coffee, dude. It's phenomenal. It's the straw that stirs the drink. I don't know how many other cliches I can think of for the This is so intense, guys. You're missing out on the action. (laughs) We are not because I'm watching it right here on the the muffin cam. The live muffin cam. (laughs) Muffin cam. (laughs) So um, would you say that you're like a... What is that? So, but that's seasonal. Do, do you so, you, if you're asking me all year uh, round, sure. okay, here. What my all favorite right. muffin flavor yeah. is? Yeah, that's what I want. Um, the double chocolate chip muffins that they sell at Costco. Have you had those things? No, I haven't. Oh my goodness! I mean, I don't know if I could eat one now and not be stricken with the diabetes within seconds. <laughs> diabetes. But, oh my God, uh, you know, it's kind of like the Krampus that comes for you if you don't have the holiday spirit. It's the diabetes that comes for you if you eat too much sugar. Um, this is a lot more difficult than I thought. Like, this is... So she's, pour, she's you're pouring gonna work in those the mix. Oh, muscles, it's dude. really thick. That's, <laughs> that's what yeah. she said. Oh. <laughs> much to his oh, delight. God. That's what she said. Oh, God, there's some spillage. Again, I, keep, you know... My forehead. I gotta, don't I often get a workout like this. <laughs> Do you want to switch back? Oh I will, I'm also at an awkward oh angle. Oh my god! <laughs> I have emptied the sack of all the white stuff. Okay, okay, so there are four polls running on Twitter. We we have. This isn't a hentai episode, dude. So, some of it got on my phone. We have blueberry. Oh my god! We have it's blueberry everywhere. muffins versus corn muffins. Chocolate chip muffins versus poppy seed muffins. Chocolate muffins versus pumpkin. Cinnamon versus and cinnamon versus banana banana nut. And in a minute, we'll have the results because I, I I love Twitter's new poll function. You like polls. You just want to find well, people who the hell who doesn't? agree with you. Who who doesn't like polls? You show me a man who doesn't like polls. 
And does pole dancing yeah. is that is that is that worked in there somewhere? Yes. Good. Yes. Okay. Because I'm then I'm. Uh, I believe you sure do love poles, Cotton. I believe that <laughs> so this is the single greatest podcast idea in the history of podcasting. And we're going to fold these for our 300th in episode. That makes one of us. Yeah. <laughs> That makes one of us. Well, you're going to disagree in about 20 minutes when those muffins are hot and steamy coming out of the oven and we eat them The right quality here. of the muffins has nothing to do with the, with, with the, the quality of this no. idea for a show. Correlation okay? does not I equal causation. No, 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 no. There it is. You guys are all going to listen to this episode recorded later and it's going to be awesome. So there, so Chucky just poured in the uh, the really fake shriveled blueberry uh, mix that they no, give no, you. No. Duncan Hahn says real ingredients, nothing artificial. Can we upload this to a different category on iTunes? <laughs> is this a cooking podcast? Crazy podcast. Well, we have done uh, about five or six cooking episodes already. Okay. This is not new for us. All right, so it's just a different category. We even cooked curry one time. That's pretty complex. Yes, that's also somewhat appropriate. Yeah, it is. Actually, you know, here's even the people thing, though. muffins like bread and bakeries are really popular in Japan. Oh hell yes, they are. They're so popular. Oh what now, Felix? Like it's all coming back. It's all coming full circle now. Because that's exactly why you chose this topic because <laughs> it's so popular what, overseas. Japanese, Japanese people don't like muffins. What are you saying? I'm saying that's that racist. This, this is the most inappropriate. <laughs> topic you've come up with and yet it's All deliciously right. fun i'm walking away from my mic so i'm gonna have to have you guys translate for me if i need to contribute something because i'm gonna sp- start spooning this into the muffin tin. so the yes. most spooning the muffins some of the most ridiculous muffins you can find sure do like at, muffins, a, uh, at a chain restaurant <laughs> have, you, have you guys ever gone to a perkins yes um, you know they have yes. like those mammoth yeah, muffins no. that have like 1900 calories just in the muffin sure that that is a muffin okay <laughs> In America. All in, right. In America. The proclamation has been in made. In America. They <laughs> are rather large. Perkins is very good with baked goods. They're very good they with are. pies. They They're are. They're very good with cakes. They're very good with muffins. There's no there's no denying that. Okay. Chucky is now spraying Pam into the into the muffin tins. We are That's live action. Oh, whatever. It's uh, some cooking spray with, yeah. with canola oil. All right. Don't, don't generalize. All right. I'm Pam, sorry. I'm sorry. You know, Pam has feelings. Oh, oh. It's all right. I'm sorry. You know, be sensitive. I like Empathy. I like a good blueberry muffin. I, in fact, I like the exact kind of muffin we got. I like a good blueberry muffin with. He likes a good beer with like in some the butter. Morning. Cut it in half, nice and hot and steamy. You cut it in half, the steam just billows out of the inside of the muffin. You spread a little bit of butter on each side of the inside of the muffin, and boom, perfect muffin. And I'm and I think I'm going to. Uh, it's a perfect cholesterol pastry. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna check our poll results now from our from our Twitter polls, and we'll see. See, I love this. So many re- people vote so rapidly on here. So we're gonna. Know, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna tell you right now what is winning all of these polls. Um, I thought you only posted one. I posted all four of them. You did? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. So here we go. With, from a, with a vote of 70% to 30%, blueberry muffins has destroyed corn muffins. Sorry, corn muffin. How do you guys feel about that? I mean, I don't even know if I've ever even had a corn muffin before. I've had corn so. muffins. Corn muffins can be tasty. They can be good with some butter. But, mm-hmm. but again, it's contextual. Whereas a blueberry muffin, you can make the argument that's a solo breakfast item. You know, you can have that just for breakfast. Whereas a corn muffin, it has to go on the side of something. It's like cornbread. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, very much Absolutely. like cornbread. You, you, you can't have cornbread in a vacuum. 
I see there are there are clearly there are clearly You ever see you ever see astronauts in space having cornbread? You don't. You, you just, just don't. That's no. like a quote. You can't have cornbread in a vacuum. Yes. Felix. There are clearly no bourgeois white white girls voting in this poll because pumpkin has lost to chocolate chip by a vote of seventy eight to twenty two. Are you accusing me of being a bourgeois girl? Yes, because I am. Because I will use all 28 of my Twitter aliases to freaking to freaking <laughs> overload to this. I will break the internet to make sure Pumpkin you're gonna, wins this poll. You're gonna unrain. You're gonna unra- You're gonna rain an ungodly firestorm upon me. Absolutely. You know the, 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 the PSL pain that I will rain upon you. Scorched Earth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, okay, so also so now in the poll, surprise. I'm not surprised by this, but I'm unhappy about it. What's that? Chocolate has defeated poppy seed by uh, a vote chocolate of chip. S- dude. No, chocolate no, chip, not chocolate chip, chocolate. No, no, you but you put here in the show breakdown is chocolate chip versus poppy seed. Well, I, mi- I mixed That's it true. up because it was chocolate chip versus pumpkin. Fail. And we got by a vote of seventy nine percent to twenty one percent. Chocolate has defeated poppy seed. I want to recount. I'm gonna I, say I'm gonna say the final the final battle is gonna be chocolate chip versus um, blueberry, blueberry yep. for sure. Yeah. Is, is 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 that your prediction? That's my prediction. Now, would you extrapolate? What if it was Blueberry versus chocolate chip donuts. Would the result be the same? Wait, blueberry chocolate donuts? donuts? Chocolate chip donuts. Dunkin' Donuts makes chocolate you chip could donuts. Do oh, they totally do. And yeah. I, I mean, you I've can put that. chocolate chips in anything and it'll be good. Yeah, you can, but I didn't know that. But if blueberry defeats chocolate chip and muffins, wow. would it would would that victory carry over into donuts? Um, or are we going to save that for the 400th episode where be. we do donuts? Could be. Could be. I like that idea. So, uh, okay. the final poll with a vote of, of 32% to 68%, cinnamon has fallen to banana nut. Okay, I can see that. Banana nut has won. There's a little bit more to banana nut. Can I just also say that poppy seed has a little bit going against it because you can't eat it before a drug test? I mean, that's going to really determine... You have to eat a lot of puppy seed. Puppies. Puppies. You have to eat a lot of puppies. That too. You have to eat a lot of puppies. That's going to skew a drug test too. It's still a factor in people's decision making. What is that? It's streusel topping. Who? Streusel topping. I have no idea what that is. Otto Streusel topping. He was the director of that movie, The Brave One. Do you know? Oh, sorry. It's basically like sugar. Oh, okay. All right, All right, so I have launched the, net, the round two of the of the muffin tournament that will shake the ages. Oh, Chuck, you're doing a very I nice job. I feel my ages being Am shaken. Because this is the messy. Yeah, actually, I take it back. You're doing a really crappy job. <laughs> I'm gonna go clean it up in the she kitchen. She has she has gotten crumble cr- muffin crumbles on top of everything, including the microphone stands. I think we need a little more in, on this in, one here. In Chiaki's defense, yeah. this is not exactly the ideal baking environment. You know. She's not doing a bad job, though. Guys, I'm, also, I'm also baking from a bag. I have no self-respect for anything I make when I make it from a bag. Oh, no, 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 no. Take nothing away from bags. I mean, Giardelli makes some amazing boxed brownies that all That's the ingredients true. are in a bag. And what I've done with those is, because you can get like triple chocolate Giardellis and then fudge chocolate or caramel turtle Giardellis, you take the two b- brownie yeah, see, mixes and you blend them. You're, you're, you're jacking that shit up. Like, you're, you're making it your own. You're not just like... By opening. mixing two bags together. I mean, yeah, it's not like I'm laying my out. own eggs and adding it in there. <laughs> you know, it's... It, can you please lay your own eggs? <laughs> not on the air. You don't want me to do that. I'm just saying that it's still a bag mix. I'm adding a little bit of creativity. I'm adding a little personal pizzazz to it. Good things happen when you mix Jardelli brownie mixes. I'm going to walk just away saying. and take these into the kitchen to get them in the oven. There are a few I, I feel like 
I feel like out of all of the topics we've ever discussed, this is the one I have the least knowledge on. Seriously, muffins? No, we can talk about football. You'd have less, I, even less to say. Kazo, I cannot yeah. tell you the last <laughs> Ooh, time I had a muffin. Shit. So, Kazo, what is your favorite kind of what is your favorite kind of muffin? I, I, oh, I've never eaten a muffin. Don't even maybe say that. like years I will come ago. across this table and feed you a muffin if you say that to me. Um, I don't blueberry. I guess that's the last one I remember having when I was. A, like you I haven't find... had muffins in the last decade? Wow, probably not. Yeah. What wow. in the hell? So w- what do you? Good for you. If, no, I don't... <laughs> if not muffins, what are you eating? I don't. I don't eat sweets. Like I don't really like dessert all that much. What? Well, no, they're not dessert, but pastries. Like, oh. Do you, do you eat croissants? No. No, I do. Do you I... eat bread? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you what eat kind of bread? Like sandwiches eat... and stuff. So like white bread, like Wonder Bread, no, or do you no, have hoagie whole rolls, wheat, whole wheat, whole wheat, yeah, like sandwich thins or just regular sliced bread that comes in a loaf, or yeah, yeah. All right, so so you're pretty, you know, I'm not, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm certainly not healthy. You're not exotic <laughs> when it comes, you're not exotic when it comes just, to your bread. Yeah, I'm not like some health freak or anything like that by any means. I just don't really like so, sweets all that much. So I offered to the chat if anybody would like to call in and talk about muffins, my muffin story, or your favorite muffin, or just talk about phone in here? talk about how delicious the muffins are. You can you can message me on on Skype at AAA Chiaki and I will dial you in and you can share a muffin story that'll be delicious. So there you go, AAA Chiaki on Skype. Call in. Don't be shy. No, everybody a, loves muffins. If this was an episode about pizza, I would dominate. Yeah. Because well, I'm sorry, but this is not an episode about pizza. Oh man. Because that I, I know all about some pizza. I had pizza before I came over today from Did BJ's you? Brew House. Yeah. Oh, good man. Deep dish pepperoni extreme pizza. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm gonna check them. I'm I took check. ten years off of my life with that one deep it, dish pizza. Was it, it was worth that it? good? It was worth Hell it though, yeah, right? it was. All right, so I, I hell yeah, it was. I'm checking the poll now for the for round two of our muffin tournament because I know you guys are I think dying. Somebody's calling. Are they? No one's. Is, calling. Isn't that what that means? No, these okay. are all old. These are from. Uh, this one right here is from 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 Wednesday, uh, Wednesday the eleventh. Uh, Trelanis in the chat just says pizza muffins. Do those yes! exist? You could totally do a pizza you muffin. Could. You Can could. Can we make totally that? You could. I'm down with that. You could. It would be challenging. I it mean, would not be sweet. A and muffin, it wouldn't be saucy. A muffin is just flour that's put into a tin to make it a certain shape. You could Unless put anything you put the in there. Sauce in the middle. Would what you if put the sauce in the middle? What if you or that or you could mix the, or, or instead of using like water, you could use pizza sauce or something? No, that wouldn't work. No, no. But you could put cheese it on top. It wouldn't rise properly. You, don't, you don't think so? No. But you could put sauce in the middle. Hmm. Um, like what you do, like you bake it and then you, with a little something in the center to keep a hollow center, and then you poke it and inject the sauce in there. Something I don't, I don't know. Um, that would take true. Like level fifteen baking skill, <laughs> you gotta up your. You, you your gotta put all skill. your XP into in, baking in, into the baking tree. Yes, you got a Munchkin game like nobody else. Speaking and, of putting <laughs> XP into trees, I've been playing Fallout Four. I thought you said you Have didn't you get now? it. I thought I you picked, said you didn't get it. No, I finally I, I broke and I, I picked it up um yesterday. And no, no 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 you're not taking us off of muffins okay okay all right all right so we got. So, so I Your ran. attempt to skew the conversation into yeah. an area it's, it's, you could contribute so to. Yeah. Failed. Tried to My attempt that. to actually make this episode interesting it is, <laughs> failed. Oh, it's interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so round two of the muffin tournament. Which muffin is supreme? Chocolate versus chocolate chip. What do you, who do you think won the poll? Chocolate, chocolate chip. chip. All right. With a, with a vote of 78% to 22%, chocolate chip has won the poll over chocolate. So who the hell eats a chocolate donut or chocolate muffin? I feel like chocolate muffins are, are standard. I've seen that those before. Kind of Mitsuki, can you change the camera now that we're no longer cooking? Oh, yes, I can, actually. Thanks. All right, so I'm not changing the camera back. Whoop. Ah, and magically we're back. 
and in, in, in the oh, other, we could put on cat cam because cat cam is really cute. In the other yes. poll, banana nut has narrowly beaten blueberry. An upset. Wow. The Las Vegas is Las Vegas is bookmakers are trembling. Uh, it's a bit nutty. 53% to 47%. Spe- Banana Nut advances to the final for the first time in 30 years. Speaking of upsets, how about that Ronda Rousey fight last night? I'm Sorry. doing everything I can Sorry. to change people, this up. People are definitely Boot to the head. Did you see the kick? People are definitely oh my insanity. god. So I want to hear about Chiaki's favorite kind of muffin while I create the uh, the this next poll and I want you to I do have, it. I have a crazy muffin story. I, I want you it's to kind of gross though. Can you tell it in this can you tell it into the style of Shokugeki no Soma? What? No. Okay. That's Good. that is the opposite of That would require this story. all of us to take our clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants that. Yeah, no one wants that. Nobody wants that. Um, Somebody probably wants that. No, my That's story. a Patreon thing. You got to you got to <laughs> contribute money. They ain't doing that for free. Well, maybe in the future. Should should I should I share <laughs> episode four fifty? Yes. Should I share my story? <laughs> yes, Even please. Though, I want I want to hear it's it. It's gross though. No, share it. I want to hear okay. it. Okay. So when I was younger, um, like late elementary to junior high, I was a really avid rock climber, and I climbed. Um, there aren't many mountains in Florida. Um, <laughs> so this is true. I climbed. There's in, one. I climbed. Where, in, what really? Is Mount really? Dora. How the tall Explorer? is it? Like ten feet. It's, it's it's not actually a mountain. Not, it's, it's a slope. Yeah, it's kind of a slope. <laughs> yeah, ki- it, kids it do matchbox. Hill. <laughs> yes. All right. Um. So I would I would climb in a gym in a local gym, and I would my my family was really big on road trips, and we would go road tripping. And when we would road trip, we I would climb. So I think I want to say this was like in either like Yellowstone or out in Wyoming somewhere. Um, but I got up and I was super excited because I was going to climb, um, and really, really ready to do it. Got, ate some breakfast, had a blueberry muffin. I actually had two blueberry muffins because those were my jam. And like the hotel had these really good blueberry Blueberry muffins. jam. And so. Oh my God. I had two blueberry muffins and then we're going there and I start, I start getting a little nervous because, Uh you know, it's my first time. It's, it was one of my first time climbing on real rocks. And I get out there. I get all clipped into the Uh-oh. rock. I'm with a guide. <laughs> and um, we start climbing. And I start feeling sicker and sicker and sicker. And at one point, I'm clipped into the mountain. I'm So, like, clipped in means, like, I can I can just lean back. Like, I don't have to hold oh, on okay. to anything. Yeah. Cool. So, like, so, like, clipped in is, like, there's, a, a, the there's an anchor. Yeah. There's an anchor in the, the rock. And right. I'm clipped into that and I have a short rope and it's clipped to the harness on my waist so I have my feet on the mountain a helmet on and I'm holding on to that and I go I don't really feel well I think I'm gonna be sick and the guide oh looks God. at me and he's like where is the guide in relation to you yeah the, the guide was tell like, me he's below you <laughs> no, the, guide, <laughs> the guides the guides off to the side because because we oh, okay. stopped because I wasn't feeling well so he clipped us we we both clipped in right and um he's like we're 70 feet up there's uh, you could repel and I'm like is it okay if I puke from up here? And he's like, I don't care. So I literally puked down a mountain mountainside. Wow. <laughs> D- double the flavor, none of the calories. <laughs> and then I felt way better after that, and I finished my climb. All right. Wow, was it the altitude, do you think? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it was the muffins, but I couldn't um, – I, I seriously couldn't – eat a blueberry muffin for like yeah. two years after that mm-hmm. i don't have any elevated puking stories that's a good one though i like that 
all my puking stories involve like Booze? drunken debauchery. Yeah, and, right. yeah. All right. So all, actually, all my puking stories, I'm I'm doing adventurous things. Well, right, I was so. doing adventurous things too. <laughs> That's true. But just <laughs> okay. So I'm bringing a caller in. What? So we got. Ho- ho- hopefully this works. I didn't I, really I test it. Great. So we got Ed, Would so we you got mind Ed, splitting earbuds? So we got Ed Edgar calling in. What's up, Edgar? You want some of my ear juice? Hey guys. There you go. That's. Hey, I just want to hear what the caller's saying. All right, so uh, Edgar, you said you had a, you said that you remembered when you had your first muffin. Yep. Um, oh yeah. Just to clear up, it's uh, Eddie as in the forums. But Eddie as yeah. Eddie, man. what's up, man? Hey. Um, all right. So as a young immigrant kid uh, from about about ten years ago, I tried my first muffin. Uh, but somehow in the news, before I even tried this, I heard that hey, if you eat poppy seed muffins. Uh, they they they're like drugs. They're like poppy seeds that are related to heroin or something <laughs> like, like that. Like I said, yeah, yeah, like you said. But it, uh, to me, so I thought, okay, if if I eat this, it'll be like I'm doing drugs. And if it's drugs, <laughs> I'll I'll end up a bum and go to hell or something. I don't know. So I, I I was just terrified of even trying any other kind of muffins. Just no no muffins at all. And then I tried it and I just gave it a shot. And it's like, dude, just. Someone just gave me a muffin at school and said, just try it. It's nothing. It's no big did, deal. Did you, you got hooked on muffins? It was a gateway. It was a gateway drug. That's how it always <laughs> starts. See, we're, they always say that there are drugs in our schools. They were right. They were right. Yeah. <laughs> we're, now, now, were you worried that you were going like, to start tripping balls or something like that once you ate this muffin? I did not know what to expect. I just knew, like, hey, I was a brainwashed kid that was told, don't do drugs. Did you Did you go to, like, your mom or a teacher and was like, mom, I, I ate a muffin? <laughs> I did it, mom. Mom, I'm sorry. I tried to. The, the, Where did the you drug. learn to do that? Fruit watching drug. you. <laughs> I tried the drug muffins. The drug muffins. So, uh, yes. <laughs> so, that's, so awesome. that's a rock band name. So <laughs> cover band. The so, drug muffins. Uh, so Eddie, as how do you feel? The, how do you feel about the fact that poppy seed muffin got outvoted by chocolate muffins, eighty-one percent to nineteen percent? Not gonna lie to you. Chocolate chocolate chip muffins are the best muffins. There you go. So, so does that mean that, that is that your favorite muffin? Yeah, chocolate chocolate chip. All right, you heard it here. Wait, we, so chocolate with chocolate chips in it? Yes. yes. So chocolate muffin with chocolate chips. Holy cow! They that's have intense. them at Costco, yes. man. They're, they're freaking amazing. So it's very there's, there's a very important distinction. There's chocolate donuts, which is just chocolate batter. We're not talking about donuts, dude. Our sorry, donut episode. Sorry, muffins. So and then there are chocolate chip muffins, which are, which are regular muffins with chocolate chips. And then there's yeah. chocolate 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 chip, which is a chocolate battered muffin with chocolate chips for the extra excessive chocolate lover addict. Absolutely. Good God, that sounds. They insane. are. They it are, is are so uh, good. In a muffin. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. So uh, I just want to tell you guys, uh, happy 300th. Thanks. Thank, thank you, you so much for making everybody's uh, anime addiction worse. And muffin mine. addiction. And muffin addiction, too. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you, at U.S. schools. Eddie, you're the bomb, dude. Thanks, Eddie. Thanks, Thanks for calling in. Take- All right, so now you guys know that um, you shouldn't be afraid to call in because Eddie is did it. The so, war on muffins. I want to hear more. That was a worthy muffin story. I, I need to hear more muffin stories. Okay. More, more muffin and or tripping ball stories. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you got. <laughs> whatever you got. Okay. So I have, we now have the final result from our muffin tournament. Dun, so dun, dun. it was a vote between chocolate chip and banana nut. Both very, very worthy opponents. Both very delicious muffins, but totally different. Strong one, competitors. One from the fruit category. And one from this, one from the savory cocoa chocolate category. So, Kazuo, which is which is a plant? Kazuo, your prediction: Who wins the vote? 
between is it now is it chocolate chip or is it chocolate? It's chocolate chip chocolate versus, versus versus banana, banana nut. nut. I'm gonna go chocolate chip. You gotta go with the classic. With a vote of sixty to forty. Banana Nut has Woo! won what? the tournament. Banana Get the out of ultimate here. champion. So unfair. Why is it unfair? It's unfair. You know I demand a recount. Because what? it's not a level playing field. What are you talking not about? Not everybody eats chocolate chip for breakfast. What are you talking but about? But Banana Nut is universal. You know? Oh, my God. You Excuses. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta set the terms of the engagement. This yeah. is for breakfast. You know what I'll do for all of our Patreon subscribers who get the show notes? Uh-oh. Since Banana Nut won... Banana Nut won, right? Yes, yes, it did. Okay, since Banana Nut won, I will post my personal recipe for Banana Nut Muffins and oh Bread. Oh, my God. Sweet. The, um, Speaking of your recipe, um, how, how are those those uh, muffins doing over there? They're, are they in the oven? They're in the oven. Okay, but There's they're fine. I smell? I can oh, okay. smell them. I was going to say, like, we're not going to burn the house down, are we? Probably not. That would I mean, make this episode a whole lot more interesting, wouldn't it? Our yeah, our Definitely final a episode. landmark episode, the 300th episode, we burned down the studio. You know this. There, That'd be one way to go out. There, for sure. There are yeah. 50 people watching this video. There are 50 people watching every episode. And we've only had. Why are you watching this? We've only had one muffin story. Guys, I'm so upset by we this. Put, can we please do cat cam? You want to do cat cam? So cute right now. It, if uh, if Cornelius, if Cornelius were to eat a muffin. On his uh, with his furry little paws. I don't think he would. You don't think he would eat it? No, now, for sure not. Well, if if he were to eat it, cats are carniv- carnivorous. Why would he? Eat? You could put you could make, you could make a, a meat, meat muffin. muffin. A meat oh, muffin. God. You can make a meat meal out of that muffin. Meat pies, empanadas. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Some you could, with you some could meat in it. you could That's easily bad. do it. So what would he eat? Would it be like a salmon? Speaking muffin? of carnivorous cats, a crab leg <laughs> muffin. It's like a it's like a crab um, biscuit. You know they make those up in New England. Yes. Oh my god, make like Stick a cheddar lobster biscuit. Roll. Like a yes, lobster roll. like a lobster roll, but a lobster, a lobster roll, a lobster muffin a roll. for the cat mascot. We can have lobster claws. Lobster, lobster claw, lobster claws. Have it fresh. What? Fresh? No, I have two sixes and two sixes beats of fresh. Come on, Revenge of the Nerds, guys. Come uh, on, come on. I'm, I'm not that old. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm definitely with you on, 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 on the Revenge of so, um, the Definitely guys, love Robster Cross. Do you guys remember... Um, <laughs> sure do love Lo- <laughs> Robster <laughs> do you Do you remember that episode of Seinfeld where they talked about only eating the tops of the muffins? Yes. No, I've never Anyone seen Anyone who does that can just go to hell. I'm what? Go- <laughs> just wait, the top of the muffin? Wait, 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 wait a second. There are people... Who do that? And there are and there are establishments such as Starbucks that will only sell let's, you the top of the muffin. Whoa. Let's not Wait. hate on muffin tops, okay, guys? <laughs> let's not do that. So they eat just the top and leave the rest. Yes, there are they a take... lot of our listeners who are very partial to their muffin tops. They they cut the stump off of, they cut the stump or whatever you want to call it off of the muffin and just eat the top of it. I'm I'm well, sorry. That seems I, like a I, waste. I was very harsh, but it was more just the perspective of someone who like goes to a muffin tit. Like if you do that in your own home with your own muffins, fine. But like if you're at work or something and someone brings in muffins and you just cut off the top and like of one or two muffins and leave the stump there, that's rude. That's that is rude. rude. Well, yeah. like, you know, so you just walk up to their desk. Screw it off like the cap of a bottle. <laughs> drop the rest on the desk and walk. That's away. like that's like if they bring a cake into work and you just go and take the icing off the cake. <laughs> yeah, right. And leave the rest. Of it. Like sweet. That's how that's how I feel. So so when I said they can go to hell, I guess really what I mean is just rude people. 
Because if you, you know, if you want to bake your own muffins and screw the tops off and eat them and then throw the rest Wait, away. You screw the tops off? Well, you can do that. You, you just, cut them off with know. a knife. Oh, well, see, Chuck, Chucky, you, you exhibited perfectly why they eat the muffin top and don't eat the rest of the muffin because you yourself just sprinkled all the crumbles on top. So no, I get it. a regular muffin, though. I get it. But that's, topping. but that's, I understand why people do it. Like, the top is really good, but... You have to you have to be in for the whole package. You don't get to pick and choose like that. You got to go all in. Yeah, if you're gonna eat a muffin, eat the damn muffin, and let again if if it's somebody huh. else cooking it for you. Calif- you don't tiptoe into the shallow end with muffins. Calafi in the chat said that she signed on or he signed on to the chat to tell Kazuo that even though cats are carnivorous, her, his or her cat uh, Digit used to eat banana nut muffins and banana bread. Boom. And someone else suggested well, a, cat, yeah, a catnip muffin. They also eat grass. They're not very intelligent creatures. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's sitting right in front of you. Yeah. How look do at you him. say Sweet. that to him? Does he look He's intelligent? What? Are you hating? He is a genius. He is a genius for a ball of joy. Cosmo's just mad because he has never experienced the joy in the true euphoric sensation of having a muffin, a quality muffin. Well, that is going to change soon. I have a cat. That's about to change. How long do you think it's going to be until those muffins are ready? Um, I can go take a look at the timer. Go check it right now. I want Please? that muffin. Please. Please. Yeah, go check it right now. Say. Please. Go yeah. right now. You check those muffins. What if we took all of the muffin stumps that we didn't eat and we and we Ship and we vacuum sealed them? Yes. The yes. And sent them to, to to places in the world. But the kids get them and they're like, oh, oh screw this. We're at the top. <laughs> what would you call them? Because they're not muffins anymore. They're just the stump of the muffins. So you'd have to have a new word for the baked good. Um, it's no longer it's a muffin. It's the trunk. It's the muffin, the muffin trunk. Muffin trunk? Yes. Okay. you have the muffin top and you have the muffin trunk. Yes. Okay. I like it. So Chiaki is going to... I don't know how she's going to get the muffins back in here because you s- certainly can't lay that hot muffin tray on top of the uh, the fabric on our podcast table lest we start a fire in here. Well, again, we kind of keep leading back to that's how this episode is going to end. Oh, the fire? Fire. 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 So, so ben, you, you've lost your mind. You just can't. You, you, I've lost my this, mind. No one you gets his references. I think it's been wonderful. And in fact, we have another caller. <laughs> I get your references. Don't worry. Thank you, you. Thank you. We have another caller, and I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call. Uh, call her in right now. Oh. To the really? chat. Kazuo, ne, now Kazuo is interested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who is this person? Well, um. Hello. Hello. Okay, we can hear you. How are you? Good. So I'm we have. So we I'm have sh- using the Skype web version, so I don't know if it's too loud or weird or what. It sounds no, fine. You're good? So we have oh. Shizuo calling in. I need. Oh, hey, Shizuo. I need to be rejuvenated by the delight of a muffin story or a favorite muffin. Um, I don't know if it's a delightful story. <laughs> well, we will be the judge Chiaki's of that. Chiaki's wasn't a delightful story, and we're still here, so it's That's all true. good. Um, it's very short. It's not that, well, it's, it's not that bad, but when I was younger, I thought that, um, the poppy seed muffins were, I was convinced there were like little bugs in them. I didn't, I, I thought <laughs> That's that, what they look like though. What is it with poppy seed muffins? Everyone's like terrified of them. I, and when I was a kid, I, I was very, very convinced that that was what was inside of them. And, um, it didn't help that I was like. I had the movies like Alien and and the Thing and all that type of stuff in my head, so I was, I was you know afraid 
Like it's like the whole watermelon seed thing. Something starts growing in there. Oh my, oh my god! Yes, that's a story. Everyone's heard that story. I don't. I don't know how old I was though when I realized that that wasn't true. But yeah, it's not. Wait, you mean it's but not I, true? Um, I did end up eating it. I don't. I think I was a teenager actually when I started. When I actually ate a um, poppy seed muffin, and then of course by then it's like nothing's gonna happen. But did you fail for a drug test the next time? Day? Hadn't had them. So, so was that the beginning of your poppy seed muffin addiction, or are you? Yes. Oh my. Are you God. out of rehab? Have you have <laughs> yes, you seen I professional? Really like poppy seed muffins. Now. All right. Is that your favorite kind of muffin? Um, that and blueberry. Man, blueberry is rocking it. How how does blueberry lose to banana nut in our poll? Everyone seems to like blueberry. I think it was rigged, dude. It wasn't it's, rigged. It's, it's the government. Well, you can contact Twitter about that. <laughs> I got nothing I can say about that. Okay, thanks for the call. That was that that was a delightful story. <laughs> Warmed my soul right down to the to the warm core that is a muffin trunk. Oh, okay. It warmed his cockles. Oh my hey. god. All right. <laughs> All right. All right, thanks she's about. I'm just saying. No problem. Talk to you later. All right, so Chiaki has brought in the muffins, very intelligently brought in a, a a metal tray to lay them on, to lay the the hot tin on. Well, so I have I have a baking sheet that has like a about an inch lip, and then I put a grate on it. That way, the air circulates oh shit, under the muffins Science. and helps cool them from all. That looks angles. really good. So, so, so you're gonna hurry up and dig those out of there? No, they're they still need hot. to rest. Oh, yes, they need God. to rest it's for like a, good a minute. Steak. Or two. It has to rest. Okay, okay. So I've posted on Twitter that the muffin champion is indeed the banana nut muffin. It is official, and I've and I've let the poll continue to run. And we now have over 20 votes, and Banana Nut is still leading. So it's it's pretty hard to deny that Banana Nut is the ultimate champion of the muffin world. So, All right, so why don't we take a news break, and then when we come back, we'll, we'll be able to eat the muffins, because hopefully after five minutes of a news break, they will have time to cool. And because people love it when you eat on a podcast. Yes! It'll be fine. We'll manage it. We'll manage it. Um, Chucky, what are the impressions that we're doing? I don't know. Oh, you don't have a document for me. I don't have yeah. a document for yeah, yeah, read, read those. So we're doing, we are going to review four anime for you from the fall 2015 season. Kido Senshi Gundam Teketsu no Orphans. Or Gundam Iron, Orphans? Iron-Blooded Orphans. Iron-Blooded Orphans, thank you. Gok Sentoshi Asterix, K Return of Kings, and Kindaichi Shonen no Jikenbo Season 2. And we'll be back Return in a, a couple Kindachi minutes. Return of Detective. With Muffins! Chiaki, and this is your sort of anime news break. This news isn't exactly anime, but it's definitely Japan, and it's totally interesting, so stay with me on this one. First up, the video game development company Age Inc. has recently announced that the Amari update for its Play Coco's Lunian Heart online RPG game will start featuring same-sex relationships and marriages. The update will be available this winter. Yoshiaki Inagawa of Age's Operation Planning Department has said that many players voiced their desire for same-sex couples in the game. I thought this would be particularly interesting for some of you because we've gotten so many questions about what life is like for non-traditional couples in Japan. In other news, leave it to Japan to bring holograms to life. At SIGGRAPH ASIA 2015, which is a conference on computer graphics and interactive techniques, 
Japan's National Institute of Information and Communications Technology has unveiled an innovative new 3D projector. It resembles a tabletop and beams images that can be viewed from all angles or 360 degrees. You can find videos of the tabletop projector in action on YouTube. It was shown doing two things that are, well, both incredibly Japanese. The first demonstration had characters fight each other, and the other one had a miniature Hatsune Miku who danced within the small projector area. Now don't expect to see this technology everywhere yet as it uses 288 RGB LED liquid crystal on silicon projectors. That brings the total cost to over 11,700 US dollars. But it's a really cool technology and a great glimpse at what tomorrow's entertainment systems could look like. In other news, I'm just going rogue with this one because I want to talk about the fact that Nintendo, during its Nintendo Direct presentation, has recently announced that for the Hyrule Warriors Legends Nintendo 3DS game, we'll be including a character called Linkle, who's essentially a female version of Link. Yes, we finally officially have a canon version of the chick Link. It's here. It's happened. For those of you already plotting your cosplay, I recommend checking out the European version of the Nintendo 3DS game as it will be including a limited edition with Linkle's Compass. And finally, like I said, it's not quite anime news, it is Japan news, and hey, it's Star Wars related, so I mean, you gotta forgive me for that, right? If you're in Japan, I would be getting your butt to Kyoto right now because I seriously wish I could go see this myself. In commemoration with Star Wars coming out, the Kyomizu Temple in Kyoto will be unveiling a special folding screen display featuring illustrations of characters in the film. It'll temporarily replace the normal folding screen depicting conflicting Japanese gods, Fujin and Daijin. The new display features Rei facing off against Sith warrior Kyogo Ren. It'll be painted by a Japanese artist named Taro Yamamoto and will be on display from November 30th until December 15th. This was Shiaki and this was your Anime News Break. Don't go anywhere because we'll be back to the show soon. Kazuo, get over here! Stop it, you're being weird. Chiaki told me that if I supported the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast on Patreon.com, that I could stuff all these dollar bills into your boxer shorts. She said what now? Whoa, no. Actually, what I said was that you could get great podcast rewards, like exclusive access to bi-weekly hentai episodes and the podcast after parties, as well as stuff like 48-hour early access to regular podcast episodes. Oh, yeah, and I see here that as part of the hentai tier, I get to shove all this cold, hard cash into a person's boxer shorts of my choosing. Wait, what? And I choose you, Kazuo, so just wait. That wasn't there before. Mitsugi, you added that reward to the Patreon.com listing just now, didn't you? No, I didn't. Anyway, if you want to support the podcast and get some great extra podcast content, sign up for our Patreon page on Patreon.com slash AAA podcast. Just another day in the church of Mitsugi. Dearest child. Confide in me, confide in me your sins. I don't know, is this a sin? I was just gonna say boobs don't accidentally fall out, but I have had my boob accidentally fall out of my bra before. Not out of my shirt, but out of my bra, so I mean, I guess it kind of does happen. I mean, boobs are jiggly.
Oh, woest Moe influence child. Ye, My boobs are Moe ye hath contributed to the Moe movement. Let these sins be known, and may God have mercy on your soul. Another soul has been saved. Back to this heavenly podcast. And we're back to the 300th episode of the Animatics Anonymous podcast. Did you say 300th? I did Three say 300. 100. I want you guys. This is a a a. This is Saint Petersburg. Oh, I see what you did there. I, I, I want you guys to know that when it's all said and done, next year or whatever, we're gonna look back on this on this muffin topic, and it's gonna be legendary. Felix, you have a whole slew of uh, review of, of impressions. Well, first, of I do, do you have a whole s- slew. Do you want to serve the muffins before we get into it, or do you want to have an impression and then serve? Well, we need I would like you to serve the muffins while Felix is giving his first impression. Oh, uh, fantastic! Oh lord, Felix, if you give a good first impression, you get a muffin. Okay, all right. Well, and then we'll, I'll give mine. Next. Let's let's start off. I'll start off with the show that I am um, most enthusiastic about because it's a, it's a long time in coming. This is Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans, and I'm going to use the the American title of it. Uh, that's the title that I always see on the title card when I'm watching it on Hulu. Um, and I am actually I went a little above and beyond on this one. I'm a, I'm about five episodes in. And uh, my grade was was pretty high. I'll get to that in a second. Um, the reason why I'm so enthusiastic about this is because it seems as though they've returned to a tone that is more appropriate uh, for a Gundam series. The, the production values are very, very high on this show, you can tell. And, uh, and just to give some backstory again, this is, this is a new history. It's a new continuity. It doesn't seem to have any connections yet to the Universal Century or any of the other timelines that uh, that Gundam has explored uh, in recent years. And it's, um, it, conser- it primarily focuses on a, a mercenary group uh, that's made up of space rats, of orphan children who were conscripted or basically the only work they could find. Wait, they're not, they're not, the, they're not literally rats, are they? No, they're not oh, rats, but they're, but they're referred to by the grown-ups, by the adults, you know, who also serve in their company, uh, as space rats because they were, they were born in the colonies. They don't have parents. They literally were street urchins who were put to work because they're good fighters or they're good with machinery. Uh, they're considered, they're the dregs of society. And through, a you know, sort of a twist of fate, they become masters of their own destiny, uh, because they're initially they're put in, in charge of uh, they have a job to protect a young woman who has become sort of the figurehead of an independence movement. This is all taking place on on Mars, which is a colony of Earth. Hmm? She is very much a Relina Peacecraft character, and thank you for bringing that up because there this series has a lot a lot of analogs and revisits a lot of themes from Gundam Wing, but it does it in a contemporary way and. Uh, there were there are there are elements within uh, the the Earth military and some of the colonial governments that want to get rid of this independence movement. So uh, when Kudelia is to be transported to Earth for a summit uh, and protected by this group that has within its ranks one battalion of these child soldiers, uh, they're betrayed. They're attacked by the elites, um, the the elite mechanized group of uh, of the Earth forces, the Jallerhorn. <coughs> And uh, things go awry. They don't, things don't go the way they're planned to because among the sort of junk machinery 
that uh, that the mercenary company has and someone has been tinkering with is uh, an old mobile suit. From, awesome. From the Calamity War from 100 years before. Uh, oh, my God. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So is this like returning to hardcore real robot? I believe so. Oh, thank God, because the recent Gundam shows were, were getting, becoming concerningly close to Super Robot, I felt yes. like. Oh, my God. Please tell me we're back to, like, gears turning and bullets and shit. I would love that. Well... Sort of. Um, I, I don't think we're we're at the gritty the gritty violence of some of the earlier mobile suit Gundam series post uh, Char's counterattack, but we're definitely closer in tone. You know, there's none of the there's none of the cutifying like the last Gundam series. Oh, thank God that I did an impression of where they actually made the robot cute. You know, it had it had the sort of the big eyes, and that was the one. Remember, Kazuo, you were on that episode. It was the one with the space elevator, and oh. we're, we're getting all that mileage, all we those all jokes. We all remember the space, uh, the space elevator, elevator right? Oh, we'll never go down, forget the space and, elevator. Go down in infamy, right? And there's none of that nonsense here. They also they even kind of examine um, because um, because um, Mika, the, one of the main characters, Mika and Orga are 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 two the two main characters in this series so far, and they grew up together. Uh, on the streets and they're both they're both strong fighters orga is more of the brains of the outfit mika is the better fighter instinctually but both of them had a, a surgical procedure uh at the beginning of their of their careers where they literally had these implants put in the in the back of their neck that they can interface with machinery physically um and so the, the interface with a mobile device you know, like a mobile frame is much more intuitive. It comes straight from the spine and the nervous system rather than control surfaces. Okay. It's one of the reasons why Mika can, is one of the few people who can control the Gundam. Um, and the Gundam, they discovered the Gundam has a name, Barbatos. Barbatos? Um, Barbatos. Okay. It's uh, Gundam Barbatos. That's cool. And um, so eventually, you know... Cudelia comes to identify with these, uh, with the child soldiers. She stays with them. She employs them to continue to be her bodyguards as she wishes to keep pushing forward her independence movement for the whole planet from the Earth government. Um, And so you have political subplots. You have these themes of children being exploited, um, homeless children, orphans becoming child soldiers. You have um, you have certain personalities that are easily analogs of, of Gundam Wing. And the, what I wanted to say is this is Gundam Wing without the 90s boy band aesthetic. Um, it's, it's a lot more serious. Um, and I think it treats some of the subjects that Gundam Wing, some of the theme, the more serious themes that Gundam Wing scratched the surface of in a more contemporary, in a grittier sort of way. Um, but definitely if you watch the earlier series and you look at this new series, Mika is very easily an analog for Hiroyui. Kudalia is the Relina Peacecraft. There is, um, one of the, uh, one of the Jallerhorn warriors, um, who is very cunning, has a deep voice, blonde. Right now he wears blue, but he, you could easily see the dude wearing red in a mask pretty soon. Um, and uh, and has a compatriot, has a has a comrade who is like his sidekick and uh, short hair, short blue hair. It kind of reminds you of somebody. That there are lots and lots of familiar archetypes here. Uh, so if you enjoyed that earlier series, then you probably will enjoy this one. But again, what I really like about this series 
is that they nailed the tone. The tone is what Gundam should be uh, in terms of a series that looks at uh, the horrors of war, that looks at uh, politics and governments that exploit the masses and these sorts of themes that have been a part of Gundam for 40 years going on, 40, you know, 30, 35, 40 years uh, of anime and, and doing it in an intelligent sort of way. So uh, I, I gave this almost a almost a perfect score in the impression. Wow. And uh, and one last thing. Yeah. There's a really, really cool opening theme song. Oh, really? Raise your flag. L- look that up. It is <laughs> it's it is a great song. It It'll get in like your a, head. That's what she said. It'll definitely raise your flag. You'll definitely be pitching a tent. <laughs> listening to this um but uh it, it's just infectious so i uh i really enjoyed iron blooded orphans and i'm looking forward to seeing where this series goes i did see somebody tweeted out uh, um one of uh one of my fellow writers i think it was on monkeys fighting robots the website that i write for he's also writing reviews of iron blooded orphans for our site and i think he mentioned something in his tweet about this is the biggest bra anime ever um and bra? like or- like sup bra like oh, what's like, up, bro? Yeah, and uh, and uh, maybe that's true, because there there is a theme of brotherhood. You know, there is a theme of you know growing up together and the experiences you share, the bonds that are forged. You know, you you and and those who share your experience against the world. That's that is a part of this series. That's a lot of, but that's a part of a lot of Gundam shows. So I think so. Okay, so um, I'm yeah, I'm I'm enthusiastic and I definitely give this one a pass. Or if 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 we can at this point. So just do it. Make your dreams come true. Just do it. You know, after about the last 3 Gundam series, I guess I should say seasons, really didn't float my boat a whole lot. You know, I wasn't really into the Gundam Build Fighters because in, unless you're a a person who's seen the majority of the old Gundam shows, you don't get all the references that the old Gundam build fighters, you know, made to all the old shows. You know, I, I missed out on all of that sort of nostalgia that that brought. And then that last show, the Gundam, whatever the hell it was called, um, but the space elevator, uh, no, I don't know that anybody liked it. I haven't heard anybody say anything good about the that production last... quality was so poor. You know, in addition to its concepts being ludicrous and just being silly, it looked bad. Yeah. So I'm happy to see that this is going to be a uh, a more uh, a Gundam series that we can that we can count on. And um, I and I I, I threw up another poll on Twitter, and 86 percent said pass the anime. So he made the right call. I'm 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 excited about this Gundam. Is anime. there any way we can play that theme song? Uh, I might be air? able to find it. I yeah, mean, I can probably you, find you it. gotta find the intro to that show, man. It, it's it's really really fun. Um, okay. Oh, and by the way, the I just ate. All right, so I just ate. I just ate my muffin. I ate my muffin too. All um, right, so how was your muffin, Chiaki? My muffin was so good. I loved the crumbly topping. Yeah, I'd like to butter my muffin. I'm gonna be honest I, with you guys. I'm not exactly sure how to eat a muffin. You haven't even eaten it you yet. You put it in your mouth <laughs> and chew. How can you not know how to eat a muffin? You can pick it apart with your, you know, the way I'm doing it into bite sized pieces. Do it, Cosmo. I just, ate, or just, just bite, bite it. Dude. I ate that. You know what? You know what, Cosmo? Right, I'm going in. Go in. Do it. You know what? I can't hear anything just you're playing. So do it. Make it's your lost dreams on me. come true. All right. Yeah. Eat that just muffin. Just do it. Make your dreams come yeah, true. Yeah. I'm gonna give that muffin four crumbly crumbles out of five. It was really good. Why only four? 
because I, because I'm leaving room for a muffin that just takes me to. You didn't a have butter on it, did you? You want you wanted the butter. You wanted. It might have been better. It might have been better with butter. I, I don't know, but I'm leaving room for that shokugeki nasoma takes me to like to like a far off land in my mind where I taste the spices like level of yeah. delicious. Oh, Kazuo it's, liked it. It's gonna be a poppy seed one yeah. for you then. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, so uh, Chiaki. I will have an impression now. Um, so Ooh. I was originally supposed to give an impression on the second season of uh, I am blanking. Oh, what do you know, Seraph? Um, Seraph of the night or Seraph of the end, rather. Um, and then I decided that it's kind of silly to do an impression on a second season that is a direct continuation of the first season, and there's no like gap in between or anything like that. So I went to our doc and. Our, our document that we pick anime from and I scraped the bottom of the barrel for an anime that wasn't being covered and so I think this one was like 13 or so on my list when we were originally picking and um, I watched it and that anime is Gakusen Toshi Asterix and um, you know I'm, I'm actually I'm going to try to be pretty positive here I am going to say that I can see the people who are fans of this anime. I, I really can. Because this anime, the first... Going into it, I'd heard people on the chat being like, that anime is shit. And I feel like usually our chat has has generally good taste. Um, and so I went into it, and the first like three or four minutes of the first episode is like this pit fight of like these two magical like warriors in a pit. And... They are like there's a crowd cheering and they're just going at it. And it's it's a pretty cool, well animated fight. And the chick just gets owned and like she's on the the floor in a puddle of her own blood, literally. And the other guy is stalking over and you know that she's about to die. And I'm like, holy shit. Did I, I literally checked if I got the right anime because I'm like, okay, it's pretty. It has good animation. It had a good, cool, magical fight sequence. And we have, like, legit death. Not, like, blown away or something like that. But, like, legit, she's literally in a pool of her own blood. Death. Okay, this is cool. And then the show actually got started. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. And and so they had their their minute of exposition that I'm I'm actually this is the second second or third show this season. Heavy Object was another one. I'm trying to remember if there was a third uh, that had just like a first episode minute or two of exposition of in the year blah 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 the blah 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 technology has expanded across the world resulting in nations blah 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 like and it's just like here's the entire plot summer summary of how we got here rather than just show don't tell people exposition yeah so they said didn't do an entire like 40 minute episode for the exposition like fate like like in the fate anime yeah, but but if 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 it's showing you the exposition, that's what they're supposed to do. Yes. If it's if it's forty minutes of in the year blah blah blah, we did blah blah blah, and then blah 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 happened. That then that still sucks, whether it's a minute or forty minutes. But if it's forty minutes and the characters are slowly unveiling the history throughout the story, then that's what you're supposed to do. Anyways, either way, exposition, whatever, I can shrug it off. We see a guy. And he is walking down the street and a handkerchief falls out of a window. 
And he picks up the handkerchief, and according to the exposition, people have, like, super magic powers. And he jumps up into the window, which, first off, I'm like, the hell? You jump into people's windows. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you jumping into some... You're climbing in your windows. <laughs> like, I mean, if you have the handkerchief, maybe go to the front desk of the building and say, hey, this fell out of somebody's window. They'll probably or, be looking for or it. Or it's just a handkerchief. Maybe throw it away or leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. So he jumps up into the window. And of course, guess what? There's a girl in her bra and panties. And she gets of course. really... Is she hot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, she's that level of hot. Um, And, and like I so, said, the show is really pretty. It's actually very well, I, I don't know if I want to say animated, but it, it looks pretty. Um, and, and one thing, one minor shining silver lining of this dark rain cloud in the first five or six minutes is... She doesn't punch him. Huh? Right. I thought. Oh, I think I walked in. I think she, I was. I think I was. I think I saw this scene in the anime. Did I not? I don't remember what you saw. There's a ton of. Oh no, you saw a different ridiculous scene. Oh, a different scene um, with massive titties. Yeah. Oh, God, gotcha. And so and so she's like, turn around, turn around, just turn around, and he does. And and there was there was a moment where I was like, okay, I can almost forgive this. Almost. Not really, but almost. He gives her back the handkerchief. She challenges him to a duel, of course. (laughs) And Did I just wake up from a coma? What happened? So she challenges him to a duel because he saw her changing. And she is... It's time to... Actually, I had an Utena moment because the terms of the duel at this school is that you have to knock off or destroy a pin on their chest. And I'm like, do you mean Rose... Um, oh, it's just an homage. Yeah, I know. It act- I actually kind of like it. Um, so they do their duel, and then there's some other things. And I'm just going to basically fast forward to it's a bunch of schools with magical kids fighting each other, and there's this some kind of shadow something that wants to kill them, and they're figuring it out. And those somewhat interesting fight scenes or potentially the predictable but amusing plot lines are going to be completely bombarded with random nonsense filler fan servicey crap so it's just like regular school <laughs> i feel like i should play that rant that you um, did about the breasts on the beach I, the breasts on the you beach you know it's it's <clears throat> the same it's the same philosophy here on this one where any any redeeming qualities this show has just lost me on the fact that they made an they found every opportunity at their beck and call to either make the girls crazy about this guy, and he has three or four girls crazy about him within the first three episodes. Sounds like normal life, am I right, Felix? Hell oh, yeah, yeah, man! Yeah, 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 yeah bro. But but they're I'm they're, so lonely. Even I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I will say again, I'm trying. You know, I, I could tear this show apart, but there are some things that I don't want to about. And like I said, it is pretty. The other thing that I want to say is, from a fan service perspective, from an etchy perspective, it is doing some interesting things. The girl didn't punch him, and he later, was, later he was still on, a little bitch though, right? Oh yeah. And then later on, there was another girl who was coming on to him, and she was in her robe, and she was basically like, "Hey, wanna bang?" Now he was still a little bitch and ran away, and what? I was like, <laughs> what? "All right, that was a, that was a scene that I saw. Why would you? Yeah. Run away? She was mad hot, and he runs away from her, and she's like, oh, oh what a shame.' Yeah, like, <laughs> but 
But here's the thing is, yeah, it's etchy. etchy. Yeah, it's dumb. But if you're into etchy, dumb shows, this might be the cream of the crop. Because they're they're doing some things that are at least different than every other etchy show that I've ever watched. And there is some amusing fight scenes in it. So if you can take it for what it is. Yeah, I mean this show is this show is failing so hard. All right, but but because we're not going to take it for what it is, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna fail we're it gonna, for what it isn't, which is good. We're gonna yeah, take it, take it for what it but, is and throw it away. But yeah. I am I am gonna say if if you're if you're one of those people who really likes etchy harem esque shows and just wants big jiggly titties and every now and then a magical fight and some pretty anime. This one will fit the bill, and you'll probably like it. If you don't want that, don't touch this show with a 10-foot pole. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 I sounded like that at one point. So I feel like I should, uh... I'm going to have a second muffin. Can I have a second muffin? Okay, so... You do whatever you want. So I ran a poll on Twitter. You made the muffins. And 87% of, of respondents said that Gaku Santoshi Asterix should fail. So yeah, so yeah, again, you made the right choice. I have a question. Bring it on. So what's the deal with anime have, having male characters who have women come on to them and then they run away? Like, is that a thing it's in relatable. Japan? Like, it's yeah, relatable. it's relatable. It just doesn't make any sense to because, me. Like, because never... it's the opposite of what, of what you would think you would do. Me it's too, more do like what du- dudes freeze up in real nope. life. Um, <laughs> definitely not. I was going right. to say, have you heard Kazuo's stories? <laughs> well, uh, maybe you don't. 100% of every time maybe a girl has don't. come on to me, I have not frozen up. So, right. I don't you, understand. You're, you're playing this now? Raise your flag! <laughs> Alright, so I'm leading you into your next review with, with the theme song from your last impression. So, um, you've got K, Return of Kings, and Kindaichi Case Files. Alright, I'll do, I'll do K. Alright, bring it on. Now, this is another show that I'm guessing K is the second season. Um, uh, and I came into it without having watched the first season. So my immediate stance on it is I wanted to see just how accessible is this series to someone who you know, didn't watch it from the outset. Um, and it's not. There are too many characters that look alike, uh, that have similar abilities, and it's too hard to follow because the first episode basically throws you into the midst of all of their conflicts and rivalries. Uh, and you just sort of have to find your way and figure out who's who. But I'll do my best to lay this out. Apparently, the way this works, um, they're, uh, in this world, it, basically the show is about gang rivalries or clan rivalries. And... There are, the clans distinguish themselves by their affiliation with a particular color. Uh, but also it oh governs my, their behavior. They have gang colors? Yeah, they do. Oh, my God. That's not Crimson Got Bloods, okay? Okay. Rep, rep your set, son. No, it's, um, oh for example, and uh, Mitsugi, you brought up a picture on, on the laptop. Yeah, here. I had it on here. Um, and uh, there's, a, there's a, one of the clans refers to themselves as, um, I believe it's Spectre 4. Or Spectre Seven, they have this is a number, 
but they're the blue clan and they're referred to as the blues. They, <laughs> they, the blues. their whole, their whole shtick is order. They wear, they, they wear actually a pretty cool uniform. Their fighting style is very disciplined. They all, they all wield swords. Um, when they fight together as a group, their motions are very choreographed, very practiced, and they consider themselves sort of a, uh, a policing element among all the different clans. Their natural opposites are a group that calls themselves Homra. I was um, gonna say the Reds, but <laughs> yeah, they're they're they are the Reds. They all look mis- <sighs> they all look um, like mismatched. Yeah, and the and, and the Reds. Um, Basically, they're they're unruly. You know, they hang out in a coffee house. They do what they want. A coffee house. Yeah, and and I should say that each, <laughs> they're renegades in a coffee, renegade yeah. coffee house. Badass. Guys, we're um, so dangerous. Right? We're just gonna hang they're, out in this they're, coffee they're house. They're hipsters. They're hipsters. Oh, screw um, that. One of them's a skater. Like he does all his fighting on a skateboard. Oh my um, god. Now, each clan has a king, uh, and the king has a second, and the, each clan has a, a, a specific hierarchy. And when they face off against one another, uh, when the clans clash, usually one clash will face one, <laughs> two will face two, three will face three, etc. Um, now, coming into this new season, Homra has a new quote unquote red king, which is actually like the youngest member of their clan. Um, and she received she received her powers and she wants she wants to lead the group wisely. Um, she's kind of a gentle soul. She's one of those really, you know, high, um, like soft, uh, girlish voices. Uh, if you look her up, white hair, red eyes. She she inherited the red power and blah blah blah. Whereas the blue king, you know, he has glasses and the blue hair across his face. Sounds like a paint by numbers anime so far. Yeah, I, I I'd say that now. And these aren't even the main characters yet. Wow. The main characters are um, basically the second and third that followed the Silver King. And the Silver King was the first of them. Apparently, I guess in the first, the first season was about the Silver King realizing who he was and his powers awakening and the rest of the clan's powers awakening as well and, and discovering their rivalries and their role in the natural order. Uh, and now we're coming back to them and they know who they are and what they can do. Um, and... There's another clan comes to prominence because because um, one of the one of the other kings the silver there was a gold king and he was the eldest of them. Why the hell do they all have colors? Because that's it's how you tell so, them apart. I know, but it's what was well, so, so are they so like generic that they have to have colors? <laughs> well, you you have a hard time. Like I said, you have a hard time distinguishing the characters one from another. They, uh, I, I'll get to the visual aesthetic of this in a second. I'm trying to lay this out in a coherent way, and I think I'm failing. I think what the whole point of this season is, is that in the absence of the Gold King, the Green Clan um, makes its move to eliminate all of the others. And the Greens have a very interesting approach to this. Whereas all the other clans, their members were chosen because of their, their powers or their aptitude for powers. The Greens recruit their membership through the Internet. And, and they, they disguise it in the form of an online game. Anyone can participate in the game. 
and they'll give you missions through the game through which they can gain points. The more points you earn, the higher level you get. And the online game is called Jungle, and you start out as an E-level, the last letter in the word jungle. And as you progress in points, you become an L-level, you know, and then a G-level. Oh, that's kind of cool. An N-level. Only the J-level members of the Green Clan have ever even seen their Green King. They've ever, ever been in his presence. So that makes them very different from the rest who are all very tightly knit and they, you know, their, their family or their, uh, they're an organization that they interact with one another every day. The greens are also particularly dangerous because you can't tell them from the masses. It literally can be anyone. And so when the green clan launches their attack on the rest of them, they start using their E-level people, just sending them on missions to create chaos um, to keep everyone off balance. And you don't, and you learn in the first three episodes that their initial assaults were to draw out the Silver King who had been in hiding for a long time. And once the Silver King reveals himself, uh, not literally, the Silver <laughs> King comes back down to Earth to rejoin the fight, then, you know, the Green King makes his next move. Um, I don't know. I think this I, sounds kind of interesting. That, that that element of it is interesting. And as visually as it goes, I think a lot of money has been put into the production values of this series. It It's stylish. It's pretty to look at. My problem is that is what I said initially and in the way I was trying to lay all this out for you. The world is so complicated that it's it's very difficult to get into the swing of things without having seen what came before, having seen the first season of the show. And that in itself is a flaw. Um, okay. Like, you know, for, for reviews that I write, when, when I, whenever I write a, a review about, a, let's talk about a Western property, about a Marvel movie, uh, Marvel Studios film, you always have to talk about, well, how accessible is this going to be to somebody who hasn't seen the other nine movies in the series that have come out so far? Are you going to be able to enjoy yourself with this, this self-contained story that, yes, has ties to everything else, but you're going to be, you enjoy it so much that you're motivated to explore those other connections. Um, here, there's so much that you seem to be missing out on uh, that it's tough. It's a tough sell. There are elements of it that are interesting. And the fight scenes, because there's the first episode is almost entirely one fight scene between the blue and the red. Oh, so it's a fighting anime? Yeah. Oh, is this like Gangs of New York? There, it's like Gangs of New York where they have like the two sides. It's a gang conflict show. Oh, wait, no, wait, no, wait. It's like the gang scene from, from uh, Anchorman. No, no. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. Long pause. I stabbed yes. a man in the heart with yeah. the trident. <laughs> God, those uh, movies are so good. <laughs> Where did you get that grenade? I do not know. No. <laughs> you oh stabbed a man in the dead of winter. Steam will rise from his wounds. Look. Well, this sounds better than Utawadi Dumono, which I already passed. <laughs> Great. Um, it doesn't sound boring. It's not boring. I will, but although there are some serious lulls, and watching episodes three and four, um, you have some long lulls in the action, punctuated by battles that overlap between the two episodes. Um, I, if we have to pass this, I, I'm willing to to go with it. I mean, again, I've watched more than the requisite number because I did want to see where it was going. Um, but if we were 
pressed, if we had a whole bunch of really, really good shows... Which we don't. Uh, ...then this would not make the grade. Well, if it helps you make your decision, out of the whopping five people who responded to my poll on Twitter, four out of five of them said pass. Wow, All right. really? All okay. Right. Then you're in. This the, show also has an eight out of ten... The on, people have spoken. This show also has higher than an eight on my anime list, which anything higher than an eight means people like it. Granted, it's an 8.01, and people will, you know... Like just just about anything, so take that with a grain of salt. But um, so you're okay with it? I am. Oh, wait, wait, wait! Ow! Oh, and boom goes the dynamite. Boom goes the dynamite. So you're eating your second muffin. Mm-hmm. Is your second muffin equally as delicious as the first muffin? Because you know your brain does that thing where after it's after it's received nutrients, it makes the food taste less delicious. It's like you're never food is never more delicious than when you're starving because your brain mm-hmm. is so primed to receive nutrients that it makes things taste better. The only difference with this muffin is that it's less warm. Wow. So it's equally as good. So that must mean that these muffins are exceptional. Absolutely. These are exceptional muffins. Wow. Okay. Exceptional. Okay, exceptional. so uh, unfortunately for you, Felix, you have one more here. I do. You do. I do. And it's okay. Now so this is the return of um, Kendachi Detective Files Season 2. We reviewed the first one of this, like, on Episode 5. It was literally, like, five, you know what? I'm going to check that. Um, and um, so if, if you're not familiar with this series, uh, Kendachi um, is, um, is the grandson of a famous Japanese detective. And the whole series revolves around him solving cases. And he kind of has a um, he has a rival detective, Akechi, who is a little bit older. Um, he has white hair and glasses, and he's the perfect foil to uh, Kindaichi. Kindaichi is is kind of uh, he has long hair, long hair that he wears in a ponytail, and uh, he's a punk kid sort of nice kid, you know, but doesn't have a real attitude problem. He's he's a nice kid, but um, we were sort of sort of wild child versus Akechi, um, who is very restrained and prudish. Yeah, you could say that. We we reviewed this anime on episode eleven. Oh my the first one. lord! And I think it was a guest review too. It was. It wasn't even us who we did it. Who reviewed it? <sighs> it was. It, it, it was one of the band members from the Leet Street Boys. That's right. Yeah. Do they even still exist? I don't know. I can I look even, that up. Also, I don't know who that is. They're they're a geek band mm. that came to conventions and stuff, or okay. goes to conventions. Mm. I don't know if it's past or present. Okay, continue. I'm continuing. Yeah. So. I will say this, in order to finish the first case, I had to watch four episodes rather than the requisite three. Okay, because it was an arc? It is an arc, okay. yes. And episode five would begin a new case. And the um, the first case involves Kindaichi's uh, mortal rival, Hell's Puppeteer. <laughs> uh, and Hell's Puppeteer's sole desire, his sole reason for being is to create the perfect crime because to him that's like creating a work of art. And uh, so the first episode opens with uh, Hell's Puppeteer. I forget his real name. But he um, he goes into the, uh, the burnt-out ruins of a hotel in Hong Kong and he, um, he frees someone who for the previous 18 years had been buried um, in the ruins, basically, had been the part of, part of the ruins of the hotel had been sealed off, 
Wait a second. Somebody was buried and sealed in, in a room and they were sealed in a, they were sealed in an in an underground chamber. How do they live? How do they Because eat? because it was an old because it was an old Imperial Army storehouse. So there were there were old provisions there. There were canned goods. There were um, there were there's water. There's supplies. What about the poopy? Huh? Well, you just find a spot in the cave somewhere. You can find a spot in the ground. Anyway, so he, um, he he frees this person and says, you know, I, I know I know why you're still alive. I know what drives you. You were you were trapped here 18 years ago, and these are the people responsible. Puts a picture in front of them of four people. Um, and says, I'm, I'm going to give you what I'm going to give you your heart's greatest desire, Count of Monte Cristo. You can take your revenge now. And so this villain, this the person that he frees, comes to be known as the Count of Monte Cristo, named after the Alexandre Dumas novel. Uh, Edmond Dantes becomes the Count of Monte Cristo after he's sent away to prison and escapes and finds a fortune. Which is a wonderful piece of piece of literature. Um, you know, as an as an aside, just because it seems relevant. I was talking with one of my really good author friends about future works and whatnot, and he's like, all you need in books, every book can be summed up to three things, and you can have a hit of a story. Love, money, revenge. Mm. Repeat. Yeah. And, and like, usually all three. You know, yeah, I was like... Some combination. Yeah. that's That actually, almost every story can be summed up with those. Um, so... Basically, uh, Hell's Puppeteer's plan involves helping the Count of Monte Cristo earn his revenge, but that's simply a means to an end to implicate Kindaichi um, in the crime, or in the crimes that will be committed in the name of the Count of Monte Cristo. And uh, to clear his name, because uh, it, it, it's a case that involves hypnosis and um, kind of um, uh, sleight-of-hand tricks, and illusions and and that sort of business. You know what what you see wasn't actually what you thought you saw. Uh, Kindaichi, the great detective, has to solve, has to basically figure out who did this because it wasn't him. Uh, even, even though everybody, including the Hong Kong Prefecture Police, believes that it is. And you're introduced to a set of characters right at the right at the outset, um, and including the four people who are in the picture that's shown to the Count of Monte Cristo. And as each episode opens, you see one of the pictures is grayed out because that character was killed off in the last episode. Um, so you automatically know that's not the killer. So uh, it, It's a whodunit. So that's kind of like, I don't know, that reminds me of like Big Brother or something. Well, it's more like Clue. <laughs> okay, and that's what this 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 series... If it continues to follow this formula, it is a very, very over-the-top sort of almost a parody of Western whodunits um, where, okay, here's the case in front of the great detective. Here are the potential suspects. And at some point during the cases, I will figure this out. I will defeat, you know, so-and-so. Because he actually had that moment in, in episode, in the third episode. You know, I will, you know, all this. It, it, it's, the, the script is very stiff. Um, it's very over the top. I, I'm sorry to repeat using that term. Uh, the case setup is interesting, and I will give it that. Is that the and, and assuming that the cases get uh, remain is this involved and this imaginative, there may be some enjoyment value in just seeing okay the challenge that Kindaichi and his team have in front of them this time. But any value that that may have is completely undermined 
by how poor the dialogue is, how stock the rest of the characters are. And you can, I figured out who the Count of Monte Cristo was in the first episode. I didn't need to watch three more. I could tell it's that one. It doesn't make any sense. So, so you knew who. So you knew who the villain was because they don't show you. They don't show you in that first episode when Hell's Puppeteer releases the kind of money. Chris, so all you see is a lot of long hair. You don't see his face, so you don't know who it is. You know, among all the characters that are introduced, in addition to Kindaichi's group, it's it's one of those people. You don't know who it is. Um, but I can you can guess if you've ever seen if you've ever seen uh, an episode of Murder She Wrote, you know who it is. You ever watch an episode of Magnum PI, you know who it is. You know it, it, it's that one. Okay, well nothing's nothing is more disappointing than a than a predictable who done it because what's and, the point? And every turn here is predictable if you're familiar with the genre, and that's where this series fails miserably. Is that that's a shame. The only the only fun is. You know the, the groaners of the lines. If you you could do you could play a drinking game with every every line of dialogue that just makes you cringe, um, or every time you can predict what's going to happen next. So this one has to fail. I'm sorry. It it just we can't go any further. With so this. is it really bad or just sort of bad? It's really bad. Okay. The I'm... only reason it's not exceptionally awful to the point of pain is that it's not hard on the eyes. Would you say that it's shameful? No, because oh, okay. I didn't. I okay. didn't feel. I didn't feel right. dirty watching okay. it. All right. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. Because because we have drops for a particularly oh. shameful anime. Oh. So, <laughs> so so we could have no, we could have busted out the the, uh, the Game of Thrones. I didn't feel unclean watching it. Okay. All right. Probably could have busted that out for uh, the Asterix anime though. Oh. Damn titties. Oh, darn! I forgot to mention that in. Okay. There's only one. Let me rewind. You're struggling. You're struggling with that donut, or struggling with that. What is what is it with muffins and donuts today for you? Oh, it's because it's because in my fantasy football league in my office, the lowest score every week has to bring in donuts for everybody else in the league. And so I'm thinking about donuts because I'm the same person who's bought donuts like the past four out of seven weeks is probably going to have to is probably going to have to bring them in again. Mm. Is this the guy who was whining over having to bring in donuts? No, no, not him. This girl goes and buys like expensive donuts with like bacon on top of them and all kinds of crazy shit every time. She really mans up, but you know. She she mans up. That's a rocket raccoon. Oh yeah. Okay, so so make uh, your comment. King, uh, K, Return of Kings, there's only one prominent female character so far. Oh, no, that's not true. Um, aside from the, the, the girl who's the Red King, she's a little girl, and then there's the there's the, the cat girl. Um, who of literally, course there is. Yeah, Wait, she, has, she, has, she has multicolored eyes. Of course and, she And the does. way they draw her mouth, it looks like a cat mouth, and she acts like a cat. Wait, so there's, there's an actual cat girl in an anime with non... With, like, doesn't she doesn't cat- have a tail or anything. Wow. Okay, whatever. Okay. They're, they're, the... Um, the I lieutenant, see. the lieutenant, and the second in command of the um, of Spectre Four of, of the Blue Clan. Um, the first time you see her in in combat, it, she literally the person who's fighting against her slashes across her front, and her uniform gets slashed from collar to crotch. And so it's just it's as though. You know the the sides of the uniform are taped to her boobs, so don't show off too much. Oh my god! But 
it's absurd. I've, and plus, the skirt was short to begin with, so you're getting a you're getting a view from the back door, and then the screen door in the front has been completely cut in half. <sighs> and and she continues to fight that way. I've heard all that I need to hear. Yeah, for it, the time being. All right. Real turn off. So we have in show weekly trivia question. The question was in oh, the anime. Wait a second. Before that, let me. We did. We just finished our last impression. Oh, okay. Ooh. So Ooh. here are the eight anime we're going to be doing impressions on or reviews on. And at this point, you can bet that the listener choice poll is probably up by the time you hear this. So unless I, you're listening to it right now, unless yeah. you're listening to it, unless As you're one of the unless you're one of the 57 people watching live. You are all beautiful individuals, and I love each and every one of you. I would give each and every one of you a kiss if I could. We, on the lips. The, I don't know. Note the numbers are falling. <laughs> I don't know, but yes, and as I say that, we, yeah. we lost a person. So <laughs> the eight anime we're going to be doing reviews on are, are Young Blackjack, uh, The Perfect Insider, Subete ga Efeni Naru, Noragami Aragoto, Utawariru Mono, One Punch Man, Loop on the Third, Kindaichi Case Five, uh, uh, no, uh, Kido Senshi Gundam Orphans, uh, Iron Blooded Orphans, and finally, last but not least, uh, K Return of Kings. But you, you can save your favorite anime by going to a to aaapodcast.com and vote for your favorite anime in the listener choice poll, which will be which will determine our ninth review. I'm kind of glad we're doing Perfect Insider. I saw a commercial for that one it's on Crunchyroll. So it looks good. good. It looks it's really good. So good. Cool. All right, so okay. now, Chiaki, please, please. Our in-show trivia question was, oh, actually, can I can I make a little announcement? Uh, yes, you may. Can I hijack? Yeah. I just want to say that as of the time that this episode gets posted, my the second book in my debut series, uh, Air Awakens, is out, and the second book is called Fire Falling, and it's a white young adult. High fantasy uh, romance series, and if you Google Air Awakens, you can find my website and everything. So that's just, I don't know. Congratulations. My second, my second Congratulations. book comes out this week. Congratulations, yes. So applause. I am excited. Thank you. <laughs> Um, okay, anyways, intro trivia question. In the anime Speed Grapher, Tatsumi, the main character, claims what as his primary profession? The answer, he is a war journalist. He is a war journalist. Which Congratulations is, if you got that right. Which is, wow, a hard job. You And this was the 300th episode of the Anime X and podcast. It was. It's been a, we did it. It's been a war of a podcast. It's, or, I don't know. A war of a podcast? <laughs> Podcasting is war. <laughs> it, it, a war of it, attrition? Is that what you were mm-hmm. saying? It was a little cracked out, but we hope you enjoyed it. And you, if you did, you can find us at aaapodcast.com, iTunes. Don't forget to drop us a rating on iTunes, especially if you like us. Facebook.com forward slash Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast. Twitter.com forward slash aaapodcast. And on Ustream, where we broadcast live on Sundays at 5 p.m. EST. Thank you, as always, to those awesome people who joined us in the Ustream. It is great, even though I couldn't really chat with you much this week because our table is full of muffins and I didn't really have room for my laptop but thank you as always and uh here's to 300 more. here's to 300, 300 more. more i agree episode 400 donuts yes <laughs> done done donuts i don't know if we're doing an after party but we'll probably talk about it on our own and let you know so take care everyone see you guys later next week love you bye bye <laughs>